0: Welcome,
1: Auburn, into the Tuesday edition of Sports Call, live on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. My name is Ryan LaVoy. Today on the show, I've got Brooks Childress and Tom Peavy with me here, uh, as we will have a fun show plan for you today. Uh, one of Tom's favorites, Town Name Tuesday yeah. Returns coming up in the five o'clock hour we'll have two random states today we'll not reveal them till five o'clock but they are completely random other times we had tournament reasons postseason play reasons to use those states but nope these are two random states they will have a lot of fun states we've not done yet before we'll have a lot of different topics for you today including some information on the big recruiting weekend that Auburn's going to have this weekend we've got six or seven guys coming in of note uh, we will give you a quick rundown on, on who those guys are we'll also talk about the big news in the golf world. Yes, the golf world. That's uh also indication it is the summer, but also indication that something significant happened today between the PGA tour live, uh, something pretty shocking. So we'll break that down. Got the perfect crew to do that. Again, Brooks likes golf, Tom likes golf, so get good opinions on that. Also a little more college football news today as the The tightening of the throat on the Pac-12 continues a little bit with uh, moves the Big 12 is looking to make. Of course, uh, what we'll talk about today, though, kind of pertains to the Pac-12 in a way, but not one of the Pac-12's current schools. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll break down that So a lot to do, a lot to talk about here today On this Tuesday edition of Sports Call Again, Ryan, Tom, and Brooks Brooks, we'll start with you today You prepared the town name Tuesday for us Appreciative of that And good to have you on the show, my friend
2: Yeah, good to be here uh, It's been, you know, it's, uh, I think my last show was Thursday last week And after I got off the air and uh, went came to work a little bit on Friday I didn't miss a pitch of baseball at, all, at Plinsman Park this weekend um from Friday afternoon to yesterday afternoon i, I was there for every single uh, pitch of the of the auburn regional uh, some more wor- worse than others um, as a lot of Auburn fans know but it was still a fun uh, fun time for me to be out there it's a fun, fun time to get out there watch baseball all weekend and I, I'll tell you what I could I could sit at a baseball game every single day if, and if you let me if, if somebody paid for me to sit at a baseball game every single day I, I could I could do it and so it was super fun it was hot but it wasn't as it wasn't as bad as last year last year was scorching last at the, at the regional last year but this year wasn't wasn't terrible able to avoid sunburn and Sunscreen is your in, is is your ally, folks. Sunscreen is your ally, so I was able to avoid the sunburn. But yeah, it was it was a great action packed filled weekend of college baseball at Plainsman Park, uh, as well as around the rest of the country. And it was it was fun setting up for Super Regionals this weekend. Uh, and yeah, it, it's going to be a fun show today. I'm, I'm I'm I've got some passionate thoughts about the uh, the golf moves today. So when we get to that, we'll, we'll have some fun. We
1: will look forward to it. Uh, is it like as passionate as you get about Rob Manfred? Or yeah, is a the, little bit. Okay, little oh bit. heck. Yeah, all you right. I'm going to enjoy that. Tom Peavy, also on the show today. Yep. Tom, how are you?
3: Uh, man, I'm doing just fine. And uh, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff going on with the whole uh, golf thing that we're going to get into. And uh, <clears throat> baseball, everything is set for the Super Regionals. And uh I don't know if you would call it controversy, but uh, a lot of angry Tennessee fans out there right now, because I think that they thought that they might be able to host that regional. But nope, it's going to be Southern Miss hosting the regional. So um We'll see what happens there, but uh, the super regional field is set and uh, ready for that. As the weekend gets close, to see what happens and who goes to the World Series. But yeah, a lot of stuff going on in the world of sports right now in a what is normally
1: a slow period, but a lot going on. Yeah, I got some news definitely, and uh, we'll we'll start briefly with college baseball before we start to put it on the back burner. But uh, get Brooks' thoughts on the regional in just a second. I will lead off though with uh, what you're referring to, Tom. I found it to be a little more controversy around the Indiana State deal because Indiana State and TCU—they're going to play that in at TCU, even though Indiana State is a seed; they're an actual right. top 16 seed. The Tennessee Southern Miss people—I'm um, not—I haven't heard the coherent argument from from Tennessee people. I've not really seeked it out. To be fair, uh, I don't think their argument's a great one, though, because Southern Miss is. Technically seeded higher, being in being in a in a two seed with a number thirteen seed rather than being right. the two seed in someone's number four overall seed. Again, at the time, I was surprised to see that. I certainly valued Tennessee on the same level as Southern Miss, and would have been uh, just as concerned, if not more concerned, having them in the regionals the two seed. Uh, however, I mean, when you slot it that way, it's kind of hard to argue that the two seed. That uh, The the two in the number four overall seeds regional is going to be above the two in the number 13 overall seeds regional. So th- that's the way I thought of it. I never thought it was a big controversy. I thought it was going to be at Southern Miss, and I would have been upset if it was not at Southern Miss in, in Hattiesburg. So the Indiana State deal is a little different. I think that is more about a... Uh, the size of the facility, basically. It, so
2: it, it's. Uh, I looked yeah. it up. The athletic department released a statement, and they said, due to prior commitments, accommodations not available, and the community preparing to welcome Indiana Special Olympics for the 51st year, they're unable to host the NCAA Super Regionals.
1: So is this one of those one of those deals where basically they they don't think they're going to have like the hotel space and that sort of thing, even though that happened. As, it uh, happened in as, Lexington uh, and in uh, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that was so it was not a problem for them in the regional however well, so the, the school just the, can't host it the
2: NCAA has a restriction has a has a thing on certain number of hotel rooms have to be available within a certain distance and I guess with I guess Kentucky got by with it by being like hey here's our dorms to to for for you to stay in uh, because it, uh the, the statement you know, here reads, with uh, potential for multiple large-scale events occurring in the area simultaneously and due to NCAA limitations on hotel distance from the field, there is a lack of hotel space to handle the accommodations required to host the visiting team, the support staff for the games, and the ESPN production crew that would be in attendance.
1: Okay. That's, that's so frustrating for Indiana State because um, we've talked about some of the success stories of lower tier schools or schools that at least don't uh, end up being as relevant in basketball and in football and in baseball. It's it's a way better path to success for these smaller teams. That being said, it's still not a year in year out deal for these schools. It's just that their hires are a little bit uh, their highs are a little bit higher than yeah. their highs in other sports. So for any state who is having a, a top fifteen season this year, top fifteen team to get that seat and to have the dominoes fall their way. Again, it's not like you're Vanderbilt or Tennessee or whoever, even ACC school like Miami or something, where you're probably going to get another go at it rather quickly to maybe host a super regional, be a top eight seed, or just just have it fall your way again. Like I don't know how many times in the going to be ranked top fifteen. I don't, I don't know how yeah. many times they're going to get this this kind of opportunity. Uh, so that is very frustrating um, from their point of view, and I like. I don't know what can be done about it. I'm, I'm not coming up with like a logical solution other than let it happen anyway, which is so not so logical. The, but the,
2: the you know the statement goes on to read that they they didn't think they were going to have the staff to be able to 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 run the super regional either with the Special Olympics already being there gotcha. too. So, so it's a it's a little more it's just bad timing. It's a bad timing for the event.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that is unfortunate on their behalf. Brooks, I will get a word from you. Um, obviously, I don't think there's a whole lot more to expand on from Auburn's performance this weekend. It was rough. It was disappointing. And and certainly, um, the Auburn played some of its worst baseball in quite some time. Uh, you were at the whole regional, though. I mean, you went to, as you just said a moment ago, every single pitch you watched. Yep. Uh, for those that were not keeping up with it any longer, there was a, a very long delay on Sunday. Yep. Brooks, you went home. You came back. You didn't miss a pitch. Nope. So you were dedicated. What do you think, not just of Auburn's play, but the whole regional? What what did you take in at Plainsman Park?
2: I mean, I've, you know, it felt like at the at the end of it, it felt like Auburn peaked at in the middle of the season was the right time because you were playing, you know, some of the top teams in the conference. But then when it came to the the end of things, it it was the wrong time that, to peak because you, you'd like to go in, you know, playing your best baseball and. Uh, I think that you you saw this team come into this game, and I, I don't think you know. I don't I don't think that Southern Miss and Penn did anything overly you know uh, uh, the aren't special. special. The only thing is that you know they had the three consecutive bunts by, by Penn in that Friday night game, um, but the you know they they threw strikes and that it, it the the timing wasn't there. You didn't feel like the they, the Auburn hitters ever got a, a good feel of the the pitchers that they were facing and um it it just it, it it didn't it it didn't feel like they they went and did anything special it was just it, it they they hit a slump at a wrong time and you, you just didn't you know you couldn't recover from it. So you know it was a good year for Auburn baseball. I got to host a host a regional, which is always a really really good thing. You wish you'd, you'd played a little bit more, a few more games in the regional, but um, it, it's you know you've got some key pieces coming back the next year. I saw last night Ike Irish post put on social media that he's going to be back. Had a great freshman year. Cooper McMurray said he was going to be back. Had a great sophomore year after uh, coming into Auburn, and so you're you're going to you know that this this next week you're going to see uh, a lot of uh, a lot of players putting on social media hey we're coming back or you know thank you for everything and it, it, it's emotional there was a, there was quite a bit of emotion on the field after the the Saturday game because there was a lot of guys that you won't see in an auburn uniform again because they were super seniors and seniors that won't be coming back and you know that there there's it's it's going to be it's going to be a time another period of change for auburn baseball they got another good recruiting class coming in uh but butch Thompson said that he was going to be um in, you know doing uh recruiting work that night uh right after the games were done and the uh yeah and so they 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 continued they continue their work they'll they'll be back next year the rest of the regional it was it was fun again um it felt like on the the sunday evening regional final like right there toward the end pin kind of ran out of bullets. And you, you kind of expected that could happen, but then they came out in the, the the actual regional final. What turned out to be the regional final uh, yesterday, and they gave it a good fight. They gave it a really good fight. There was a, there was a point there where I you know they got up. I think it was. Five to one, and you said, "Well, maybe Penn can do the thing." And then again, it it kind of felt like their pitchers kind of ran out of ran out of steam, and Southern Miss took advantage of it. And great crowds over the weekend. Obviously, the best crowds was the Friday night and Saturday or Saturday afternoon when Auburn was there. But you know, Southern Miss had a lot of fans that made the trip up from Hattiesburg. I, I talked to a couple. Uh, 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 fans. I had a few fans there that were from the Auburn area, but they were uh, Southern Miss fans. And I, I talked to a guy yesterday. Said this was his first time at a Plainsman Park, but he'd been living in Auburn. and was a Southern Miss graduate, but this was his first time at Plainsman Park. And so, uh, a lot of uh, Penn brought a pretty good contingency. Samford obviously brought a good contingency down from Birmingham, and it was just a fun weekend of college baseball. There, there was there was good uh, good moments and bad moments on you know on on the field, but. It was it was a fun weekend of college baseball, and it, obviously, if you watched the tournament around, you know, ESPN, it was a good weekend of college baseball everywhere. You had a lot of a uh, lot of interesting games.
1: My last thought on Auburn baseball before we go to break was just to wrap it up over from what happened over the weekend. It, it felt like it would have been much more palatable if it had been a, a pitching conundrum for Auburn this yeah. weekend, like if if. They had pitched Herber holes or something at some point, and he did not get back to form after missing a few weeks. Or, you know, just if if some of the problems that existed for 30, 35 games creep back up, like, on one hand, you would have understood that more because they'd been so hot, and that's the thing that kind of got fixed. It wasn't like the offense took on another level. They had been pretty consistently good all year long. Yeah. Uh, But it was the thing that had been consistently good all year long that got them. Again, the the pin game – uh, only three runs, only like four hits. Couple, two of the three runs they scored were off of full uh, off of bases-loaded walks. Auburn never got the clutch hit. They never got the powerful hit really all weekend long. And, again, the, the stat from yesterday we read was they had one game all, all season with no extra base hits. Then they did that in back-to-back games in the regional. They did not have an extra base hit in the Auburn regional. Again, kind of ironic given that last year – They hit millions of home runs. They just relentlessly – Southeastern Louisiana just now gave up the last home run. Like the last (laughs) ball hit landed yesterday. Um, And so it it was an unfortunate turn because that had been the thing Auburn had relied on all year, and then it it betrayed them at the end. But um, alas, we move on, and the NCAA tournament will continue. A couple all-SEC matchups in the Super Regionals, and then two other SEC teams made it. So six SEC teams in the Supers. At least two are going to represent the conference in the College World Series. We're going to take our first time out of the show. When we come back, we'll uh, get to birthdays and sports, any of your phone calls on the Auburn Bank phone line. And again, a little bit later, we'll get into the big recruiting weekend that Auburn's going to have coming up this weekend. You're listening to the Tuesday edition of Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
0: Can we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show.
4: Hi, my name is what? My name is what? My name is
0: Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Let's get back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401. Or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine.
1: to sports call Tiger 95.9 the Tiger.fm and the Tiger communications app Brian Brooks Childress and Tom Peavy with you here on this Tuesday afternoon another beautiful day on the plains let's get to today's birthdays in sports it's time for today's birthdays in sports birthdays in sports is presented by Max Credit Union with two convenient locations to serve you one location on Gay Street in Auburn the other on Frederick Road in Opelika the Max Credit Union to help you with all of your banking needs. Today, we've got DeAndre Hopkins, who turns 31. Hopkins is an NFL wide receiver, currently a free agent. He is playing for the Houston Texans and the Arizona Cardinals. First-round draft pick out of Clemson Go Tigers. in 2013. Three-time first-team All-Pro. He was a five, or is so far a five-time Pro Bowler, two-time second-team All-Pro. Over 11,000 career receiving yards and 71 touchdowns. He's had six seasons over 1,000 receiving yards.
3: Prior to being a Tiger at Clemson, he went to D.W. Daniel High School in the town of Central South Carolina, and he was a Lion.
1: Okay, good generic line. So it goes from,
3: goes from Lions to Tigers to Texans. Texans. To, to Cardinals.
1: <laughs> oh, my. He should have been a Chicago Bears, what we're would saying. would have been awesome. Yeah. he should have been. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins turns 31 today. Bill Bates turned 62, former NFL safety. Bates was a three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys. Pro Bowler in 1984, undrafted out of Tennessee. Go Played in 217 games with 676 tackles and 18, interse- uh, 18 sacks, 14 interceptions. In 2005, Bates was inducted into the Greater Knoxville Sports Hall of Fame. He was also named to the 100-year All-Tennessee team. In 2011, Bates was awarded the Tom Landry Legend Award. Phil Bates turned sixty two today.
3: Farragut High School
1: in Farragut, Tennessee. Go admirals. Admirals, okay. That's oh, a good man. one. I want I hope we can accomplish it all at some point. Yeah. Where we have like one day where it's like three of the same mascot in a row. Oh wow. Or, you know, yesterday we had like the defunct high school challenge where like one high school didn't exist, one right. had changed didn't have a name. Yeah. Well, one yeah. didn't have a mascot name at the moment. So we I hope we always can mix it up here. Bud Harrelson turned 79, former shortstop for the New York Metropolitans, two-time All-Star and two-time World Series champion, (coughs) won a gold glove in 1971, member of the New York Mets Hall of Fame. Harrelson played from 1965 to 1980, was also the manager of the Mets but only for two seasons high school
2: anybody uh, I know what college he went to
1: oh college was on the list Oh well. he and went to San
2: Francisco it? State University go Gators
1: oh well that's why it wasn't on the list well that's yeah. weird I did
2: not see that
3: on the uh, on his Wikipedia the page Gators Base- Base- I
2: looked it up baseball reference baby
3: okay uh, then, well before that he was at Sunset High in Hayward California high school that closed in 1990
1: there oh. it is <laughs> man that's a long time ago that's yeah. been defunct for a while yeah uh, go Falcons okay rest in peace and Cheryl Ford turns 42. Ford is a three-time WNBA champion. She was the third overall pick in the 2003 WNBA draft. It doesn't say we're out of. She was a fourth time. Louisiana out. Tech. Go Bulldogs. Okay. I, no. Should hit. Huh? Louisiana yeah. Tech is the yeah. Bulldogs. Yes,
3: but their lady teams are called the Lady Texters.
1: Excuse you know. me?
3: That
2: No, thank you.
1: Well, now I see why it was on the list. It was going to cause mass confusion. Yeah. Uh, she is a four-time Look it starter, up Two-time <laughs> WNBA it. second-teamer NBA, WNBA Rookie of the Year She is the daughter of Carl Malone hey. Who I think also went to Louisiana Tech Did he not? Yeah And that was going to be the Bulldogs Just, just He, he would have been a Bulldog She
3: yeah. would have been a lady texter Okay uh, She also went to Somerville High School Tiny Somerville High School In Summerfield, Louisiana Go Green Wave Green Wave Okay yeah. Makes
1: sense uh, you said Louisiana, right, or no? Yeah, Summerfield,
3: yeah, Louisiana. Right,
1: okay. well, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, so those are the birthdays in sports presented by Max Credit Union. DeAndre Hopkins, thirty-one. Bill Bates, sixty-two. Bud Harrelson, seventy-nine. And Cheryl Ford turns forty-two. We're going to take another timeout. Back with much more on this Tuesday edition of Sports Call right after this.
0: You want to join our conversation? Tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCallAU. I'm Corey Grant, former Auburn football and NFL running back, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger
4: 95.9.
1: Sports call, Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy, Tom Peavy, Brooks Shoulders with you here on this Tuesday afternoon. Again, reminder, 5 o'clock hour, Town Name Tuesday. Going to go with two kind of random states, to be honest with you. We're going to have a lot of fun <coughs> playing another game of Town Name Tuesday. I uh, want to tell you about, want to give you a brief preview at least. Uh, you know, we don't break down a bunch of, of players that, that are not even committed to to Auburn yet. We know the recruiting process can go on and on and on. We, we certainly know that uh, kids can decommit and then recommit and then go three other different commitments. And so we don't get into the breakdown. But whenever there is a big recruiting weekend, we certainly want to mention that. And Auburn is setting up a pretty darn big weekend Um for, for this upcoming weekend. So here's a list of the guys that they're going to have in the fold uh, for a visit. Now, one of them is a current commitment to Georgia, uh, Demarcus Riddick, who is a top 50 recruit in the country. So that's a, that's a big deal. Uh, again, Riddick has been committed to Georgia since November, so not uh, you know half a year or so, something like that. He's out of Chilton County High School in Clanton. Uh, so he's a top 50 player. He's coming in this weekend. But Auburn has several others, so Cam Coleman, the big five-star receiver, he is another one. Uh, you've got Jalen Crawford, who's a corner out of uh, Lilburn, Georgia, uh, Parkview High School. He is a four-star corner. He's slated to come. You've got Daniel Hill out of Meridian, Mississippi, a top 250 recruit. Uh, he's coming in here this weekend. you got Kinsley Fauston out of Naples, Florida, Naples High School, a three-star safety. You also got Caleb Holmes, who is an interior offensive lineman out of Fairburn, Georgia, Creekside High School, top 200 uh, player depending on the service. And then you've got Cohen Eccles, another offensive lineman, Katie, Texas, a, a three-star offensive lineman. So uh, a lot there, a couple different position groups. What do you guys make of just the guys that, that Auburn's got in and visits? Again, we don't have any insider knowledge to tell you that how likely a commitment is, or or what, how likely a flip would be, that sort of thing. But just uh, the type of talent that Auburn getting in here—it's a it's a very talented group coming in this weekend.
3: Yeah, that, and that's the big thing is is to bring in these talented kids, even whether they're committed somewhere or not. If you can convince them to come here and take an official visit, then you have a chance to flip them. Uh, you mentioned the one Georgia commit. Uh, that They're going to bring in. There's several guys that are committed to Alabama that they are trying to flip and could very well flip. Um, so that's the big thing. Get them here. Uh, you can't you can't get them to sign with you if you can't get them here on campus to uh, to do the official visits and uh, <coughs> Brian Harson, um, But, you know, you have to get these top talents here. Show them the campus, show them that new facility, show them what it would be like to be an Auburn Tiger, and, and you might be able to sway some of these kids, including some that have have thought that they had decided to go somewhere else, and you might change their mind. So, uh, yeah, big-time group, uh, big-time positions that, uh, that past coaching staffs have not recruited. You mentioned all the offensive linemen. I mean, that's been an area of need for years and years and years, and, and you know, you're bringing in the blue chippers there. Uh, You're trying to develop pipelines with places like Central High School over in Phoenix City where uh, Clemson seems to have had a chokehold on that place over there. You might be able to switch that around by getting some kids over here. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a big weekend, uh, just a very important weekend for for some of these high school kids that uh, could potentially become the next group of Auburn Tigers that try to take this – uh, program
2: and Hugh Freeze to that level that we everybody expects it to be yeah you, you can't uh you can't sign a top class without having kids in to visit um and it, you know it. it's like exactly what you said tom even if you get guys in here that are maybe already committed to somewhere you've seen flips you see flips all, all the, the time. time and just because a kid says i'm quote committed to this place doesn't mean that they are they they've still not put that pen to paper. Auburn knows this all too well where you've got guys that said, I'm committed to Auburn, I'm committed to Auburn, I'm committed to Auburn day before signing day, hey, you know what? I think I'm gonna go to Alabama. And, yeah, momentum
1: and it, for somewhere else
2: and it like it, it it you know shocks people but it's like it happens all the time and so you know it is if you can get these guys in for an official visit you can show them and especially with the new facility there for the Auburn uh the, the new football facility you can show them around there and be like hey look what we've got going for us here look what look you know look at this look at the culture we're building uh it, you you can convince some of these guys to sign there you start you the the you you've done some good work in the transfer portal this off season which is great it's great to build you know build the transfer portal sometimes to fill holes and there's a lot of holes this year that needed to be filled so you had to go to there a little bit a little bit more than you would like to but the the you know the the base of your football team is one in high school recruiting battles? You get the talented, the, the more talented freshmen on the on campus. You're going to win those battles. Look, you know, you still, you know, you, you look at the teams that are dominating the sport. Uh, you've got Alabama, Georgia. You know, you, you look around the, the country, Oklahoma in the past few years, maybe not currently. USC. There's the, a lot of these teams don't make their living. Pulling guys from the transfer portal, they get some guys in the transfer portal, but they're not. You know, you don't see uh, the the Tuscaloosa media going out there and saying, "This is what Nick Saban has to do in the portal this year," because they've got a, a talented class of five stars coming in, and they know that they Nick Saban's going to use the portal, but it's not going to be for to build a whole team around it. They know they've got five stars coming in out the wazoo from the high school ranks, and so we, that the the high school players that you're getting in, and and that that's how you're going to build. Your base of your program, Um, and so it's a big weekend. It it is a it's a huge weekend for for the Tigers to try to convince some of these guys to maybe not you know you may not get a commit out of the weekend, but get on their radar, get get the team on their uh, get get Auburn and get this this facility in their minds, get them thinking about it, and the more you think about Auburn, the more you you start to you know maybe they're going to creep up their
1: quote top ten list. And so these visits. Have to do with Auburn's need and their ability to get some of these top uh, top tier guys. Well, today uh, the t- uh, two four seven Sports put out their blue chip ratio for twenty twenty three. Tom and I were on the same wavelength here. So, Tom, what do you, what do you want to pull from it? Because there's an obvious Auburn angle here, but uh, yeah. we I was going to dissect it in full, but well, I mean, no, I mean, let's let's dissect it. But I mean, the thing
3: is. Uh, when you look at this, that what caught my eye is uh, our, our good buddy Brandon Marcello um, commented on it and said Brian Harson was this with stars, uh, this close to dragging Auburn out of the BCR, blue chip ratio. Uh, so what is that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 16th. Okay, yep. sixteen. Auburn is 16th. Yep. Uh, and so that's where he's talking about Auburn, or Byron Harster nearly got them out of that top 16 of blue chip. Right now, for 2023, 51% of Auburn's
1: roster would be considered blue chip. Which I believe is four-star and higher. Four and I, higher. I, I believe. Uh, uh, it should be four and higher. Uh, I, I believe. I don't think they put the highest 3 stars so, in there.
3: So in comparison, number one, Alabama is 90%. All right. 90% of their roster are four or five-star. All Number two is Ohio State at 85%, Georgia is at 77%, and then you got Texas A&M at 73 All right, So that's your top four right there, at, and the lowest is 73%. Auburn is 16 at 51%. You've got to do better than that because these are the teams that are going to be able to compete for a national championship year in and year out typically. That's why you do this blue chip ratio because that's where it shows uh, of – uh, as it, it's Bud Elliott's year, analysis, yearly anal, an analysis of the college football teams who can actually win a national championship.
1: Because I think the deal there is no team that's not been over fifty percent has ever won the title. Is, exactly is what the what the deal. Is I there. looked it so, up. Right. It is just four and five stars. Okay. Okay. So
2: so no team we,
1: below fifty percent has ever won a national title. So and and so you've got sixteen teams. So you could look at it from Auburn's angle that they need to recruit better. You got it from other teams' angles. Of, of how well they're recruiting, or you can lay it from the angle of, these are the 16 teams that are pre-qualified. Like you get those credit card offers, you're already pre-qualified you're just giving a code and like, hey, here's your, here's your credit line, We'll have your card in the mail. Well, these are the 16 teams that are pre-qualified to winning a title. And if, in some people's opinion, because it's not ever happened that anyone else right. has won a tile outside of this, these are the only qualified if you want to yep. go from that direction. So as Tom said, 16 teams, I'm going to read them all to you right now and be in depth here so again the metric is you've got to hit 50% or above and so what this is saying by Auburn being 16th is they're basically the 16th best recruiting team in the country or have the 16th most talent by stars of course some talents by, blue, by blue chip stars right, by, by just by top top rated recruits um, so 51% of Auburn's roster is a 4 star or 5 star guy at some right. point so about uh, half uh, Alabama as Tom said is first at 90% Ohio State Second, 85 Georgia, third at 77 percent, 4th at 73 percent, Clemson fifth at 72. Going down the list here, sixth is LSU. It's another SEC school, 71 percent. Texas seventh, tied with Oklahoma at 70 percent. Oregon is at ninth at 67 percent. Notre Dame, tenth at 65 percent. Florida still hanging in there, 11th at 64 percent. Their Floridian counterparts, Miami, are 12th at 61 percent. Penn State 13th at 55, Michigan 14th at 54, USC trying to bring themselves back up after the Clay Helton years are 52%, and then Auburn right there at 51%. So, guys, again, Bama, Georgia, A&M, LSU, Florida ahead of Auburn. That's currently in the SEC. In 12 months from now, we'll be talking about seven ahead of Auburn in the conference because Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, would qualify in, in just one year from now. So basically, half the top 16, including Auburn, are from the SEC once you start next year when Texas and Oklahoma right. join.
3: And, and so, one of this that you look at this is 2023. You take this back just a couple of years where you're signing some of these guys pre Brian Harson. And it was one of the things that we had talked about with Malzon. It's like he always has a top 10 class. It's like, yeah, but it's always like sixth in the SEC. Well, here you go. Your blue chip ratio has Auburn sixth in the SEC. That's typically where they were recruiting. Yes, top ten classes. They were doing that one hundred percent. They were having top ten classes, but they were usually like sixth in the conference. Uh, Hugh Freeze is going to need to get that up. He's going to need to, you know. Right now, you're looking at Florida.
1: How attainable can, is third in your mind? Because Baylor and attainable. Georgia are going to be tough to get to. But you're not how really, attainable is third in the SEC. Oh, I think it's very
2: attainable. Can can I I, can I point out one thing real quick? Um, If you look going forward, Auburn uh, with this ratio, Auburn would then be eighth in the SEC. That's what I said.
3: Yeah. Well, because if you bring in Texas and Oklahoma, too, attention.
2: Right. You bring in Texas
3: and Oklahoma, it drops them to eighth. Yeah. No, I. Right now, it's going to be extremely, extremely difficult to catch Bama, Ohio State, and Georgia just because of what they are doing. When you look at a team like Texas A&M sitting right there in fourth, a lot of that, I think, is based off of a, a class that they just had, which they did lose a lot of those guys, but they, they've had a, just a couple of big classes. Prior to that, they were recruiting pretty well, but, I mean, it wasn't on that just, like, outstanding sure. national level, which Jimbo has been able to do
1: there. Do you get concerned about LSU, though? Or I, Oklahoma Tech? I mean, again, these are big well, boys. Uh, this, this is going to be difficult
3: concerned about LSU just because of what they've already done in in one year uh, there, and I think they're going to keep piling up. Texas and Oklahoma are going to keep piling up. However, I, I will be curious to see how that relates to the SEC now. It was a little bit, I, I say a little bit easier I think with them in the Big 12 is, you know, you could almost promise championships between those two or at least very high likelihood of championships and, and kind of dig into that aspect of recruiting a little bit harder to guarantee much of that in the sure. SEC because it's so con, uh, you know sure but I mean it's still you've still got the pick of the litter out west with the Texas kids and the Oklahoma kids and in that area so it's going to be hard to overcome that um as you look down that list I mean i I think you know Notre Dame is definitely easy. I, I'm actually shocked Notre Dame is even still on this list at 65. percent I didn't think they were recruiting very well there. Um,
1: still top ten class. I mean, obviously this proves yeah. that. But I mean, you know, I've still right. seen them in the top ten once or twice the last four years. Yeah.
3: Um, but you know, I, Auburn can definitely climb this climb this list. It, it's it, like I said. I, I it, it's going to take quite a bit. It's going to to get into that top three. It's going to take one of those three really falling off because they're just going to keep recruiting at the highest level I could see A&M falling off uh, Clemson is might have to wait for Dabo to leave and see if they have a downfall uh, Clemson just, just signed five the, the five-star sure. linebacker the number one player in the state of Georgia they just or didn't sign him they got a commitment from him today and he is a monster I've seen highlights of that kid and they, that dude is stupid Uh so they just got a commitment from the number 1 player in Georgia, a five-star. So,
1: um, Clemson's not as unhealthy as people want to believe. No, no, nah, not they, at all. They did have a, a little bit of a fall obviously on the field uh, with DJ as their quarterback the last couple of years, but again, their their program's not in an unhealthy right. place right now.
3: But the thing is, I mean, if Auburn if you freeze and Auburn can get these recruiting classes up to where they're like third in the SEC, behind Georgia and Alabama, if they can kind of get to that level, then you're going to see this percentage as as we start moving forward in the years will go up and up and up. But you can't – you're not going to be able to survive as a consistent national title contender if you're constantly finishing in that sixth in the conference and now potentially eighth. You know, if this just stays the way it is, and I was like, these are what the recruiting rankings are going to kind of be, Yeah, you can't, you're can't. you not going to survive that way. I mean, because other teams are going to come up and jump past you, and then you will find yourself falling out of that 50%. So Auburn needs to, instead of finishing sixth in the conference recruiting, they need to, you know, you want to try to be up there in that third or fourth and start taking away some of those spots from the likes of an LSU and a Texas A&M.
2: So, you know, looking at this, uh, this graphic, 247 put out another graphic here just a couple of minutes ago that how these, uh, rank, how these percentages would be affected over the last four years with transfers factored right. in. So kids that transferred away from the program, only two programs didn't fall. And that was Georgia, who stayed right at seventy seven percent. and Michigan actually went up a percentage. They went up fifty five percent right. And so with with you know auburn, the you know you look at auburn, they've they the signed the blue chip recruits over uh, the past four years, they dropped four percent with transfers. So they dropped from fifty one to forty seven percent.
1: And um, so you're saying, that is this updated to everyone that transferred in and out, or just out?
2: This says, I mean, the the tweet says how transfers would affect
1: would factor into the annual blue chip ratio. Okay, you'd think in and out then, and probably blue
3: in blue and blue out. But the, I, you know, a lot of that you have to think about the the big time guys that left yeah. when Harson got here over those last couple of years. Auburn lost a right. lot of no. I'm just clarifying I mean, yeah. again,
1: just making sure we're
2: the biggest two fallers. Was Oklahoma dropped eight percent and Miami dropped eight percent over the last four years, okay. which is kind of weird. The Oklahoma one's not because of the departure yes, of sure. um of Lincoln Riley, uh, but Miami is because you you know you saw Cristobal came in and it felt like he had some momentum on the recruiting side of things going when he got there. It didn't show up on the field, obviously. Um, but yeah, and then Texas A&M is uh, minus seven percent. Uh,
1: Feels like they would have lost more than that. I mean, they just lost such a mass exodus of guys last year. But
2: yeah, but. Oklahoma dropped not Oklahoma, Oregon dropped six percent, LSU dropped five percent, and I, I think the the lowest one that you could get that's not a you know staying put was actually Florida only dropped one percentage. which again
1: would have been you know I, I guess it's got to be positive and negative because it just felt it's felt like Florida has not been doing a good job. They've leaked any, players. Yeah. Um,
2: I, I saw uh, an article this weekend that was talking about a a surprise SC, like the one surprise SEC coach you could see get fired after this year, and it was uh, Napier. Napier.
1: Yeah, I mean, they again, I, I we we had a conversation how long to give people, yeah, uh, and I'm in general still towards that three year mark, but uh, they again they're getting antsy down there, that's for sure. The so some of the other things about this um, this list. You know, as you look for Auburn's ability to go up, I definitely think they can knock out some of these uh, schools right near them, like Michigan, Penn State, who are big programs but don't usually have like a high ceiling in recruiting. They're just constantly like 10th. Maybe Michigan has a well, a decent year or two. But I was going to say,
2: USC is probably going to start going up too. USC
1: is going to join them going up. I think that Florida will go down, although they shouldn't. Again, they have every reason in the world to be good. Uh, But they're just if Napier's trend continues, they will go down. Miami has just struggled to gain constant steam. Yeah, feels like Auburn can get to Notre Dame. Feels like you get to Oregon, but then it's all the all the SEC schools again, including Texas and Oklahoma in 12 months. Um, That's just so many to recruit against that you know you could be top 10 and be six in the SEC. Well, now you could be top 10 and be eighth. You could be 10th, be 8th in the league. You, you, could, you could have two schools like Ohio State and Clemson in the top 10, and then the rest of them could be SEC schools in a given year. Uh, it's going to make it difficult. That's also why the playoffs are going to help a lot, because you don't have to be first or second in the league uh, from a uh, win and loss standpoint. But it is a tough climb because trajectory is a program. I don't see why Alabama and Georgia would fall anywhere. A and M can definitely fall, and that could fall immediately. I mean, that could be in a year. They could they could fall from a recruiting standpoint. LSU doesn't feel like they're falling; they, they they're back on the rise with Brian Kelly, especially with like what the product they could put on the field. Remember, he's responsible for most of that Notre Dame. So I'm just going to tell you, if he can recruit 65 percent blue chip at Notre Dame, he can exceed that at LSU. Absolutely. So I don't. Well, think He's LSU's already doing fallen. it. Texas and Oklahoma. Now Oklahoma's gonna be interesting because they just had their worst year in a long damn time last year. I mean they had not been that bad in a long time. Yeah. So if Brent Vittables does not get that going, I don't know how to process a six and six or seven and five Oklahoma. I, I don't know what that will do to them. I don't.
3: Well, yeah. I um, mean that. Did, I guess it depends on. A, was that season an anomaly, or is that going to be become the consistent? Right.
1: I mean, just I mean, don't know. I, I, Oklahoma will not sell for that. I mean, obviously they, they will. They will change coaches left and right if that happens. They, they're but ready to fire Venables a, last year. From a recruiting standpoint, how much of a ding is that, and how quickly? Texas has been back and not back and back and sort of back and maybe we're back and no, we're not back for fifteen years, ten years at least ten years, and they're still sitting here at seventy percent. So if tech, this seems like Texas is not going to fall much because Sarkeesian's recruited well he has so that plays in but Texas has still been able to achieve top seven or eight status here with very little palpable success on the field relative to what they're capable of so it feels like they're going to be tough to get by Mm -hmm. so when I asked what's attainable and you said third is attainable it is attainable it is in the how I word that question but is it likely I would say no I would, well, I would say it's not likely. I would say that fifth is likely uh, with freeze, maybe even fourth. But it feels like you, Bama and Georgia will be hard to penetrate through. And then between LSU or Texas, one of them is going to have – a constant stream, it right. just feels like.
3: Well, well. the thing is, you know, if you're Hugh Freeze and Auburn, all you can do is control what you can control, sure. and that's your own roster. So right now, if like, if Hugh Freeze and those guys are looking at the roster and they're like, listen, we're only 51% blue chippers, we got to improve that because that's what's ultimately going to make your program better. People can sit there and poo-poo the stars all they want to, but ultimately it does mean something when you look at a list like this. The, the teams that recruit the blue chippers, the, excuse me, the teams that recruit the blue chippers, the teams that recruit the four- and five-star guys are the ones that ultimately win national titles. Can teams be good with the diamonds in the rough, recruiting yep. the twos and threes? Sure well, they the can. Yeah. Sure. But they're not typically year in and year out right. going to be your national title contender. So you have to recruit the four and five you, star guys. So if you're Auburn, just control what you can. If right now if your roster is at fifty percent, then you know what? By next year we need to have that at like we need to have that at sixty. Well, so that's because sixty. That's to to 60 very easily with one
1: recruiting class. That's why I wanted to comment on though, because it takes the count the last four years. So what you're still working on right now is some Malzon stuff oh, which yeah. was a lot better than the Harson stuff. Sure. So what you're going to have next year is you're going to lose like Malzon's last year. Right. And then you're going to have two Harson years as half your deal which his was absolutely below 50%. Oh, the only atritious. reason this is hovering above 50 is the end of Malzon's recruiting, right. which was still not the best version of Malzon's recruiting, sure. but it was still way better than, than Harsh and stuff. So right. what I'm saying is you're going to have to do, make a lot to do a little. Yeah. Next year, I mean, Auburn can have a fit the number five class in the country next year, and because you're wielding off a Malzon class, you're only going to go go up a couple percent. Like exactly. they're going to have to have a top class, right. to stay in this for one year. Then you'll start to eliminate the Harsh and stuff in a couple mm-hmm. years, and then and then all freezes work will be in there, and they'll easily be in the in the above fifty percent. But for one more year, this is actually going to be very hard to obtain, right. Because they're going to roll off what was actually a decent class. And now I have half of their work be off of horse and stuff, which is going to be problematic. Uh, there's a lot more we've talked about with that, and we might do a little bit of it in hour number two, but we are out of time for hour number one. So stay tuned in hour number two. We'll have that update in the world of golf the discussion on what happened today uh we'll also have your phone calls if you want to call in on the auburn bank phone line at 334-887-3401 locally or toll free one 9 tiger 9 and again later in hour number three town name tuesday stay tuned a lot more sports call after this
0: And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call.
1: Hour number two starting right now, Tiger 95.9, Ryan LaVoy, Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress with you here on this Tuesday afternoon. If you missed anything from hour number one, you can go check it out on the Sports Call podcast brought to you by Coca-Cola. If you ever miss sports call live if you want to hear something again make sure you go back and listen to our show on demand wherever you get your podcast Enjoy join ice cold coca-cola to go along with the hottest sports talk coca-cola taste the feeling coming up in a little bit uh, some thoughts on the big 12 posturing uh, to get more membership in their conference also if we have time some atlanta braves talk and hour number three we will certainly have town name tuesday i'm excited about that For now, though, let's talk about a story that is making a lot of waves in the sports world today. Uh, Not usually a sport that we talk much about, not usually a sport that, uh, again, makes a lot of waves. But today it was announced. Shockingly. I woke up to this. I thought it was a fake Twitter account at first. Like, I just did not believe that that was a real thing. But the PGA Tour is merging with Live. Golf. Uh, Real shocker, a a merging agreement. There's not a lot of details on how tournaments will operate next year. There's a players meeting today. Some of the semantics of it were awful. PGA Tour players like you and me, they saw it on Twitter. Saw it the exact same way you did this morning. Certainly I did. So the players were not aware of this. It really came out of nowhere, it appears. But again, we don't really know how they're going to operate next year. But, uh, wow, what a shock. I know Brooks has strong thoughts. We'll save him for just a minute from now. So, Tom, what do you think of this uh, really significant news? Uh, very shocking.
3: Um, I mean, that's the big thing is just shocking news. Definitely did not expect that. Uh, but uh, the biggest thing that I take away from that is uh, it shows that uh, – or it I doesn't necessarily show, but uh, the, the LIV are the big winners on this because – they have caught so much grief about splitting off and going there, and now the PGA has decided to merge. So it, it makes it look like the LIV guys knew what they were doing all the all the time. Um, it'll be curious to see how this all goes and how how the merger goes. It's also a merger with, with the European Tour, so it's kind of all one big entity now. I don't know how this is going to work going forward, but it allows the, the LIV guys that were not being able to play in some of the PGA tournaments to be able to play. Uh, it, it's a big win for golf fans because now you don't have to – you don't necessarily have to watch some of your guys play in the LIV and watch some of your guys play in the PGA. They're going to all be back together now. So uh, the big winners are the are golf fans, but it, it's – a Shocking move considering the, the vitriol that was going back and forth between the two and now all of a sudden out of just the blue they merge. And and there's a lot of reasons for that merger. There there's uh there's court cases that were going on with that that, that kind of now eliminates uh any sort of lawsuits that were going on and different things like that. So it it's a huge,
1: huge news in the world of golf. So Brooks has promised me some near Rob Manfred um I don't know if anger is the right term, but I don't know if it, I'm, not, I'm not angry or, or no, no, just just, I just enthusiasm.
2: I just don't understand it. I don't understand it because I'm, I'm lo- and, I, you know, I, you're you're looking at it. The PGA last year when, when or two years ago, whenever Liv decided it was going to be a thing, broke away and the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour said, all right, fine, y'all go, you know, do your own thing. You're not welcome here. Obviously, they got, you know, the exemption into the majors. Um, and you have seen a couple of the live players play well in the majors. Obviously, Brooks Kepka just won the the PGA Championship a couple weeks ago. Phil Mickelson had a pretty good showing at the Masters. But overall, it wasn't like the live, you know, the, it wasn't like these live golf players. Now, they were a lot of them were big names. Now, a lot of people know they you know knew the names, but it wasn't like they were coming into this you know back into the 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 fold in the majors and were just dominating. And the PGA is like, oh, we need these guys back. They're just winning. Ma-. And it, nah, I mean, just normal
1: flow of competition
2: yeah. Uh, of one of the biggest stars on the PGA Tour right now, Victor Hovland, had a really good showing at the PGA Championship. Won the Memorial this past weekend. Um, it's 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 not like they needed this to happen. The the live tour by all accounts, was being, you know, it, it, you know they may weren't going to admit it, but, you know, on some level they were being suffocated a little bit. Their, their broadcasts were being cut off. You don't see CBS cutting off the the PGA Tour events if they're going long. You're getting Jim Nance coming on at six o'clock saying, hey, "For everybody that's expecting to see sixty minutes, we're finishing up here. We've got thir- you know thirteen holes to play here, and we're going to take you to the end. And then tonight, sixty minutes will have a documentary about a submarine and a little puppy. And it's <laughs> it
1: you you don't get and the, how the, that puppy made it on the submarine. The PGA
2: yeah. doesn't get cut off. Liv was getting cut off by reruns by reruns of the CW and it wasn't even the CW shows it was an ABC show that was syndicated on the CW <laughs> you I'm look I looked at their roster Live's roster has 49 players on it 8 of them have corporate sponsors everybody else is wearing their Live Golf team mascot whatever gear Eight to nine and maybe nine I may have miscounted, but eight to nine players have corporate sponsors still they were getting squeezed. The only revenue that they were bringing in was from the their funders in Saudi Arabia that is it yeah they don't have big corporate sponsors like the pga tour it there you look if you watch i've I have gone and I have sought out the c w uh you know whatever the local affiliate is and watched some of the live golf their crowds. Look like a Thursday afternoon. The, the Sunday crowds looks like a Thursday afternoon of the PGA Tour. One of the smaller events. Yeah. Now, like you get like one of the bigger PGA Tour events. The Thursday crowds are still going to be pretty big, but the the Thursday crowds at the or the Thursday crowds for a PGA Tour event, say, I don't know, you know the X the the what what's the one that's right after the the Masters, um, the the RBC, RBC Heritage, yeah, in
1: South, Texas Open, yeah,
2: one of one of those. Like it's a Thursday crowd at one of those. Was there Sunday crowds? If They weren't, like, sure, they had, like, a, a you know, a, they went party atmosphere, you know, we got some partying going on. But it was kind of annoying. You'd be sitting there watching the broadcast, you'd hear music in the background. Like, dun, dun. Do, do, do. And you're See like, I never watched broadcasts. broadcast so news you're, you're watching it And you're like
1: Is We're that my Is that my
2: neighbor Upstairs And then you realize You mute the TV And you're like No that's them like Partying It's
1: like every hole The 16th It's, uh, it's like a, a party Phoenix Open
2: And, and I'm Listen I don't want To be one of those You know old men Hey golf We to be quiet But it's it, when, when you're sitting There watching a game A broadcast And you're like Is that my neighbor And it's It's their Their 18th hole Party thing Um it it's, It doesn't make sense from all accounts like Tom you, you brought up the 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 litigation that was going on between right. Liv and and PGA Tour by all accounts, PGA Tour was in the driver's seat with those like it, it felt like they were going to win those litigations. They were eventually the PGA Tour was going to squeeze them out of existence, and then they decided and then and, and they decided, you know what we're going to take the money we'll We'll take you back in and we'll take the money yeah. And I just
3: you, I don't the, know why. When the other thing is PGA was uh, was adopting or beginning to adopt some of the things from the yeah. LIV like the no cut tournaments and the the uh, higher paychecks because that was that was the biggest thing that these guys were leaving PGA and going out to the to the LIV is they were making a hell of a lot more money. Uh, and they were not getting cut from tournaments, which means so. they
1: get access to the purse. Some, exactly, some everybody like, would
3: something. get access, and so, but the PGA had started adopting some of those things from from yeah. Liv. Um, you know, it, but it's still shocking, though. Like you said, it it really felt like the PGA had the stranglehold on them, and could have just if they would held their ground. Yeah, could have Waited eventually.
2: Them out. Yeah, sure.
1: But they didn't. can't funnel they, hundreds it, of millions in every single right. year. And
2: it, you know, it, it's it whatever you know. I I'm, I don't want to you know. Obviously, there is a a semi there's a political climate to the to this to the whole live golf thing. Um, and you know, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna dive down that road. But the the fact that the the commissioner of the PGA came out and was like uh, said last you know came out after this happened and berated the the existence of this tour and like yeah. this is
1: this is it's making you 9 know, 11
2: yeah it compares. was like this is not you know this is this is not what golf stands for this is a you know horrible for the game of golf and it, then 24 months later you know what we're yep. gonna join up we're gonna be you know we're gonna all play happy rosy skip the rope you know mm-hmm. everybody's gonna be fun it it doesn't make sense you do you, you and I, I'm not. This is not, you know, defending. I'm still not a big, you know, I'm not a proponent of the what, the live golfers. My favorite golfer, Bubba Watson, went over and played with the Liv. I'm, I have, you know, I haven't stopped following him, but it, it's been a lot less because I'm watching the PGA Tour. It's you berated all of these golfers for going and taking the paycheck and taking quote dirty money, and now you're doing it. Yep. Your tour is doing it. I don't understand. No. That's, that's the biggest thing is I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm upset that it happened because when, when the PGA tour has, you know, basically had a string was like, we can just wait you out. You're going to, you're going to die. It's like, you know, if, if, say the USFL was going to come in and be a direct competition to the NFL, they could say, all right, we're going to wait you out. You're not going to beat us. The NFL is not losing that battle. That's why the USFL is like, we're not even going to compete with you. We're going to the spring. We're going to have, you know, our own little thing. It, it's it, it it does not make sense that's the more that's the bigger issue that i have is it doesn't make sense
3: no um and, and you know some of the guys that you know talking about losers in this thing are going to be guys that uh, did not go to the liv the state decided to stay And the story i'm reading out, it talks about ricky fowler for instance uh ricky fowler was offered as much as 75 million dollars to join the LIV, liv but he opted to stay with the pga tour He's not going to be offered that much to go no. to the IV again. So he's out he's out that money. He could have potentially gone for seventy-five mil. He's not gonna make that anymore. Tiger Woods was offered
2: eight hundred million. Yeah. Eight hundred million dollars to go play on this tour.
1: And I would I sit here right here and said I would have taken that. Just, just, well No, it's not popular, but eight hundred yeah. million. Oh my goodness gracious. That's a hard offer to say no to. I know Tiger's the one that's got that yeah. money already. Right. So it's not not me, the 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 dude making, you know, far less than that. But I, I think that it is really, you know, the the first thing I thought of is what a slap in the face to everyone that stuck by the PGA Tour. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Fowler. I think it Roy McIlroy. I became look, I I I was a huge Tiger guy. He's why I picked up a golf club in the first place when I was little. Um, I didn't like people that that got compared to Tiger. I was just like, you're not achieving that level of greatness. We haven't, we'll never, we'll, won't see this for a very long time. It sure as hell is not now. So anyone that they compared to Tiger for a while, I did not was not a huge fan of, and that included McElroy really because he got hot really quickly uh, when he was coming on the golf scene. But at, over time, when you prove and everyone starts to realize, yeah, you're not Tiger Woods. It's not going to, it's not going to happen that way again. Um, then I I loosen up but still Macroy's just fine whatever right i became a huge fan of macroy the last couple of years because he's one of those guys that moves the needle a little bit as much as you can right now and he's one of those guys that um, would have been offered insane amounts and he said no i believe in the kind of the institution of the the PGA tour um, and I'm sorry, I just don't understand, and as you guys were talking about, I don't understand what's in it for the PGA Tour, other than you just get gobs of money from yep. Liv and from Saudi Arabia where you said was the devil money and people doing over that were selling their souls. I mean, you're, you're that's the only thing the PGA Tour would, would realistically get out of this because they were crushing Liv. Like live, with, no one was watching that, as no. evidenced by CW making the the conscious decision to to show a rerun. That's not I, we can we can't harp on that enough. What live program, what live sporting event gets shoved off of the the TV for a rerun of something right. that is unheard of? I have never heard of that, uh, and so to be in that situation, to then just kind of conform to, all right, well you know what? where we can make hundreds of millions of dollars, we can get all this money, we can join up everybody. Why? Because in a couple of years, in a couple of years, live would have folded. That would not have lasted very long. You, if they didn't bring in revenue from TV and from sponsorships, they can't keep funneling hundreds of millions, if not by the time they pay everyone maybe a couple billion. They can't keep funneling that in every single year if they're not getting anything back in return. Right. That would have folded at some point. And the PGA Tour didn't weigh it out. They were just like, no, we want our bag too. And I, I hate it for, again, those players because they're not going to get paid like the others paid and they stood up for something they thought they believed in and are now wrong. What they believed in was fundamentally flawed. It was not what they thought it was because they ended up doing the exact same thing everyone else did. So they right. were not any different in the end. Uh, that is a tough pill to swallow if you are a PGA Tour player. And it, it, it to also, and it, another admission of guilt is how you tell people, in which case they did not. Yeah. The news broke before these players even knew. Right, and there was cameras filming their Netflix show that are going to that apparently caught some of the live reactions of these golfers. Oh, I don't wow. know if you saw that uh-uh. Full Swing, that Netflix show yeah. that does uh, documents the PJ Tour was filming at the the tournament in Canada they're playing at right now, and they're going to have some reaction. I don't know when that might not even be in twenty twenty three, but they got live reaction, and I bet you it was unbelievable because this was not on anyone's radar. Yeah. Everyone's shocked by this. Well, I, even
3: Greg I, Norman, the 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 CEO of LIV, who's been so controversial in this, he he just got a phone call. It says right here, he got a phone call just moments before the announcement. So even Greg Norman yeah, who from was the, LIV
1: didn't even know about he this. He was, was the happening. public head of this snake. Like, he was right. the... Uh, the, the kind of the marketer, the this is going to be great. I'm a legend. We're going to get some legends. They're going to make a lot of money. PGA Tour stale. This is the change we need. He was the marketing guy. He was the face yeah. of this change, and he had no idea. Yeah. No one knew about this. Monahan's just, I, I guess, in a back room with these investors, yeah. ironing this out. It, it makes you think that maybe they were not in great as legal position as it would seem to the outside. Cause again, I there's it's literally just money and it wouldn't be shocking to me because we know how much money drives, but it, but it is shocking to me in the stance that they took such a firm stance against it, that there were a lot of reasons not to do, uh, to be on board with Lib and to not take that money and to not do what they are doing. And so, that is why it's shocking. It, it fundamentally, in a vacuum, it's not shocking for someone to to covet and seek a lot of money, even if it came from uh, from evil places. But to take such a uh, a stance, such a concrete stance, that this is so fundamentally evil and this is so wrong, and we're never going to do this, we're never going to be like these people, and then you do it, how can you trust that group again? How, how could anyone right. that's a member of that tour? Give a damn about anything that that Monahan or the PGA Tour says right now. I I don't and, think how you could do that. And, and, and the
3: thing is, the 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 folks that are now licking their chops are that that Saudi Arabian the uh, public investment fund, the PIF, they're licking their chops on
1: this. They sure because I mean they're in. They yeah, made it. They did. They did it. All right, 334 887 341 locally or toll free 1 8, 8, 9 Tiger 9. And join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. We go to it now. Anthony from Auburn. Anthony is with us. Anthony, how are you doing?
4: Doing good. And you guys? Doing well. You know, I don't follow golf that, that often. Uh, every once in a while, I might watch a Masters or something, uh, you know, the last hole or last round or whatnot. But uh, you said he was offering, was it 80 million or 800 million? Which one did you say?
1: 800, I believe. Yeah. 800 million. Man.
4: That's just shy of a billion dollars. And how long did the tour lasts? How many events do you have to show up?
1: I think it's like a ten-event schedule, uh, something it's, like that. It's, 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 it's almost like half of what you, the yeah. PGA does.
4: So it's ten events spread out over uh, what period of time? Four or five months or something?
2: Yeah, uh, from they, February maybe, to November. So about nine, nine yeah. months. So about yeah. one a month, one to two a month.
1: It and, it you're, and, you're, and you're and you're guaranteed to make money because there's no cut. So you
2: you get
4: your
1: contract plus more money from right. the purses. Yeah.
4: Well, I can understand him probably turning it down because of a health issue he has, uh, injuries and things he hadn't fully recovered from, might be the... Was and Plus, he's already a big enough. If I'm not mistaken. But
5: that,
4: yeah. man, he, he could take that money and give all that to charity. You know, every dime of it.
3: Yeah. Well, and that's, that's what they were talking about. You know, with Tiger Woods, he doesn't. He didn't need the money. I mean, he's no. fine. But you look at other guys, and like we mentioned with Ricky Fowler, he turned down seventy five million. Yeah. Other
1: guys still got close to a hundred
3: million, yeah. if not more, and, and yeah. turned and turned it down. And they're never going to be able to see that money.
4: And, he, and this other guy could have played. Could have played all the tournaments in right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Fowler's healthy. Yeah, he could have yeah. yeah, easily played him. Yeah,
4: and he the reason he turned it down. He thought the PGA was more prestigious. Might have gave him a better deal. Or, or...
1: yeah, I mean, just able- there's a lot of different reasons yeah. why they
3: stuck yeah. with it. I mean, they're the whole the whole Saudi Arabian thing with that. A lot of people consider that quote unquote blood money, and and people have looked at the just kind of the. Uh, you know, the uh, the human rights things that have gone on with Saudi Arabia yeah, and stuff. Standpoint. Right. There are a lot of people that were just morally against doing that that involved Saudi Arabia and just didn't want anything to do with it. And then plus, you know, it's the PGA Tour. This is what the PGA's Tour is supposed to be. And now all of a sudden the Saudi Arabians are coming in here and throwing out this money and doing all this stuff. And some of these guys are like, hell no, I'm not going to do that. That's dumb. I'm going to stay with the PGA because eventually the PGA is going to snuff that out and that's the way it looked like it was going to happen until all of a sudden they decided to merge and now those guys that stuck it out with the pga tour have really lost their butt when it comes to money
4: oh man I get, <laughs> that's a lot of bread that's a lot of cheese you can do a lot of things with a lot of cheese like that you know yep but uh, i guess if, it's from, if they had a moral uh question about it or something that was bugging them that uh as far as having some principles and whatnot uh then I guess money and everything all the time, if that's what it was deep down, uh didn't want to get tied up in something that like you said was blood money or uh money that was very questionable or whatnot, uh, you know, then I, I guess it makes all the sense in the world from that standpoint then, uh, you know. So uh if that's what it really is, then I can't fault them from turning it down. And I don't think anybody else can on, on that, that level there. But gentlemen, uh speaking of uh, moving on, uh <coughs> As far as football goes, I guess the guys are, are, are working out in the strength conditioning program for the for the summer, right?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, well, they're they're certainly recruiting a lot. I don't know the the ins and outs of uh, right. their workouts. There's probably, I'm summer. sure, there's some
3: voluntary stuff that yeah. those guys are doing.
4: Anybody going to summer school or? or? But as far as y'all know, anybody didn't make the grade or whatnot and trying to catch up or anybody trying to get ahead maybe or, or whatever?
3: That, the, the only thing that I have seen with anything with that is there were two guys that have signed with Auburn that I think are still trying to get some things done before they can actually come here. Um, right. And, These are that, high
4: school kids, right? I,
3: I, no, school. Those are These transfer, portal, transfer, guys, yeah. transfer okay. portal
1: guys. Okay. Um, and trying to that, get some courses uh, yeah, get, yeah transfer over. Right.
3: And so – um, that's all I've heard as far as that. I haven't heard that there's any former players that didn't make any grades last year and are off the team. They they have not said anything about anything like that.
4: You know, it was a time that it'd be a big splash in the newspaper. You would always hear about stuff like that. But since that NIL money has been circulating, you don't hardly ever hear of anybody that was a little short here, a little short there. I mean, all across America anymore. I mean, that's kind of strange, ain't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I... I, again, I, I don't know the, the to the full extent that it would go on. I know that in the, the portal in basketball, that's also happened multiple times in the last couple of years. It happened to Auburn once with Desi Sills coming over from Arkansas a couple of years ago. It happened in college basketball with Caleb Love, the guard out of North Carolina, where apparently some of his classes didn't translate for Michigan, and he had to, to go back in the portal. So I'm still reading about it happening. I mean, it's still happening in both football and basketball some.
4: But not as like it used to be. So I'm assuming these guys decide to buckle down and get with those tutors and really get at it because they got the money coming in. They want to keep it rolling, right?
1: I mean, you, you don't want to mess up what you, uh, you're going to get with your bag. So you you got to protect your bag.
4: Yeah. So I'm assuming they really, uh, yeah, burning the candle and making sure it happens. Because like I said, I I was telling somebody uh, not long ago. I said, man, you just don't hardly hear nothing like that now. I mean, good God, that just all used to be all the time. Every time you pick the paper.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, I. I didn't. I guess I didn't keep up with it uh, too much. Obviously, I'm a young guy over here. But uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's it happens some, but I can understand how it's not happening as much as it used to.
4: I would ask y'all guys one other thing. I know you got other callers. Uh, there was a basketball team for the ladies, uh, some kind of uh, international team, uh, excuse the national team or something that was going to go abroad and play some ball. The U.S. Uh, had a team with an Angel Reese on it and a few other uh, uh, top girls. Uh, is that team playing? Have they played any games yet?
1: Uh, not to my knowledge. I think Brooks trying to research something real quick, but not, not to my knowledge now.
4: Yeah, I was hoping to maybe catch a game or two. I know they had made an announcement it was going to play them sometime in June, start kicking off sometime this month, but I, I hadn't seen the schedule and I was just wondering had I missed it.
1: Yeah, again, no, i not, I'm not, not I'm been not aware of it. it.
4: All right, well, I appreciate it, and I'll be calling you all uh, later on in the summer, and we'll get with it and we'll have some fun. Thank you.
1: Appreciate it, Anthony. That is Anthony from Auburn joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Uh, got anything, Brooks, No.
2: Yeah. Um, it, it, Angel Reese is going to headline the Team USA 2023 Women's America Cup roster, and they're going to start play in that against 10 different countries, uh, or 10 different countries going to be part of the tournament from North, South, America, and the Caribbean. Um, and it's going to be the first game. going to be on July 1st against uh, Venezuela. All right, then they'll face Argentina, Brazil, and Cuba in group play before the quarterfinals on July seventh.
1: All right, then. Uh, I, yeah, I guess there is some Team USA play uh, throughout the summer. I think I've been reading some of the the men's roster invites, uh, trying to put that team together too. But uh, appreciate the phone call from Anthony there again. Originally uh, talking a little bit about Live uh, Live Golf. Um, again, very shocking. The last thing I want to hit on before we get our next break. Um, is what the future actually holds because we know that they will have this partnership. Now they will, they will merge. So what gets implemented from live into the PGA tour, because i tell you what, I have zero interest in team golf. I have none. Right. I do not like it at all. It is not golf that I am a fan of. The only team golf that I care for is Ryder Cup uh, and Presence Cup. That's it. I, I don't want any other team golf. That That was a non-starter for me. I don't know how all the players feel about it. I don't know if that's something they enjoy or not. Um, but that that cute little, oh, we're team you know, long hitter or we're team Bubba Boys, I – no, no interest for me well, whatsoever.
2: I mean, it's like, you know, you look you look at it and it, it, they've got, you know, Liv's got the team golf aspect and they still got the individual play. The last event that they did, which was a couple weeks ago at uh, the Trump National Golf Course in Washington, D.C., the Torque GC, which is a team name, won it with Great. a, you know, under 27 or t- minus 27 score. Well, they're top player finished third like their top player didn't even win the whole thing it was Harold Varner who was with the range coach which is the Bubba Watson's team won the thing at at 12 under and so it's like oh cool we won the Those team again but it's it, it's you know see
3: that's that well, well so all right so the, the one thing that I'm going to say um at least according to the press release and and i guess this is where it'll be interesting to see what happens so um the pga tour will handle golf related oversight the quote governance of the new merged entity so you're gonna you're still gonna have pga tour you're still gonna have liv and you're gonna still have uh uh the is it cp it used to be the european tour yeah um, but tp
2: world tours CP yeah. world
3: tour you're still gonna have those three entities um PGA is going to be the oversight and the governance of all that, but then each of the three tours will be responsible for their so-called inside the ropes operations of its own tour site selection, tournament operations, rules enforcement, and so on.
1: So they're still going to have three different sets of tournaments, then. Exactly. Okay. According so Liv to, will to this, still operate as Live as as Live. It's going to be like they like, like a, the TGA tour is the parent, basically. Right to Live and DP world P- PGA order. Tour
3: is the full oversight, but you're still going to have PGA Tour. You're still going to have the LIV, okay. so they can wear their shorts and they'll probably play music and do whatever, and nobody People will watch it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and, then you'll, and then you'll have your European Tour, which definitely nobody watches. Well, not here, but well, over not there. here. Yeah. yeah. So you'll still have that, and then Saudi Arabia, the PIF, that that uh, public investment fund, will be the main investment entity
1: of all of it. Okay, well, see, that again, well, that's just to get money. yeah well, it just is. I mean there's just there's no, <laughs> there's no other way around what the PGA tours have done today. They've accepted the blank check that the Saudi Arabia investors have sure. offered to individual players to, to create lib, So, so
3: but, but one of the biggest things with this is the PGA as the PGA tour cannot now sit there and go LIV guys you cannot play in X tournament here if a LIV guy wants to come over and play in the memorial he can come play in the memorial just like right. in the past that a European tour player could come and play in a in a PGA event yeah. nobody batted an eye over it now these LIV guys if they want to they can come over and play in a PGA tour and probably so, a well. PGA and probably a PGA tour guy if they see like Hey, I'm gonna go there. I'm I'm kind of interested. I I want to go play in this one LIV event because I'm gonna start
1: hurting my head after a time.
3: Well, and and it may. I mean, you're not. Well, that's. I don't think you're just gonna have exclusive LIV guys and exclusive PGA. Uh, Same thing with the European. You just kind of have to think of it as as you had the PGA tour and the European tour, and then LIV was its own thing. Now they're just bringing it in there, so. Everybody from all three tours can intertwine with each other and play wherever, and nobody can say no. You're not allowed to come and play this tournament. So, gotcha. uh,
1: so like captain could but, have played the Memorial this week, but then he can also mess around and play whatever. Sure. And, 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 if he, and if he
3: wants to go to Dublin, Ireland, and play some tournament in Dublin, Ireland on the on that European tour, he can go do that too. And, and I think what it ultimately is going to come down to, just like with European Tour, you'd have PGA guys. If the European Tour was in Spain, Sergio would, like, go and play over there. Sure. Okay. Well, so uh, if Madrid
1: L- Masters or something. That, yeah.
3: Sure. So if LIV plays in Ireland, well, then Rory might go and play that LIV event I in Ireland. I don't
1: think so. But, yeah, I know well, no, 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 no. But, but, yeah,
3: sure. But, I mean, sure. that, that is a chance for him to go to Ireland <laughs> right. and play in a tournament.
1: Yes. No, well, he won't do it well, with Liv under the banner. But, yes, I, I – Graham McDowell's from Northern Ireland. He went to UAB. Graham McDowell will go over there. He sure. will represent PGA Tour.
3: So, but, that, but that's where ultimately you're going to be able – your majors, your, your major tournaments right. that are right. under the banner, the PGA Championship um, or any of those <coughs> – excuse me. I, the Masters is different because the Masters is its own thing. Yeah. And the U.S. Open is its own thing. That's under the USGA. PGA Championship – um, some of these other big-time tournaments where they were saying, no, these LIV guys are not allowed to come and play. Well, they can't do that anymore.
2: Well, they were allowed to the PGA Championship. Uh, if they had already qualified. Well, Kepka made it, I and mean, Kepka won. Well, I thought he was already pre-qualified for it. What's the pre-qualification?
3: Um, Pat, was it like pass wins, pass finishes? I,
5: uh,
1: I thought. I thought more than just that, participate in the PGA there. Yeah. Because PGA
2: Championship is the PGA of America, not the PGA Tour.
1: Right.
3: Well, what was it that the PGA Tour was not allowing the LIV guys? Because I thought it had to do with some of the majors. Even though, I mean, you've got two of the major winners are LIV guys. See, I don't know. That's where the confusion comes from. Maybe it was just They really... did
1: originally, but I thought they they bent their stance or got overruled or something Well, well, But, I don't... That,
3: but that's somewhere where the litigation was coming in and where they were up against litigation on the uh, anti-compete uh litigation. I mean, LIV was, uh L I V was uh basically, you know, the the Department of Justice was actually investigating the PGA Tour for their uh anti compete clauses ba- basically you know saying that they could not hold a monopoly like they were like they were holding. And uh so I don't know. There's just so many moving parts of the whole dead gun thing.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. Uh there is a tweet out from Dan uh Rappaport uh, Jay Monahan said these new negotiations took about seven weeks. It was him and two others, uh, two other PGA Tour board members in the room. Zero play- players finalized last night, so they were negotiating. I'm impressed they kept that a secret for seven weeks. Yeah, you can't keep much of anything a secret for seven weeks anymore. Someone finds out, but I mean, it's it's a very small nucleus of people they're negotiating. But um, I don't know. It's crazy. It's a crazy world so um
3: the pga tour is facing department of justice investigation over potential anti-competitive behavior related to liv so now that goes away uh and then the public investment fund the saudi arabian uh, pif was subject to discovery and a potential in-depth review of its operation in the lawsuits and counter lawsuits involving the tour so that's the, the stuff they were both going back and forth with each other. Well, now all that's a wash because
2: can, now they're all together. Can I just say how ironic it is that the PGA Tour is getting out of the antitrust lawsuits by creating a monopoly of the professional golf world?
1: Yeah, I mean, oh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This quote here in this story Uh, that I'm reading says,
3: in short, both sides had wolves at the door, and both are now, at least in theory, stronger together rather than apart.
1: This is like a COVID slogan. (laughs) (laughs) Better together or something. I don't Uh know. Uh, We got to take a commercial break. This is our first break of the hour. When we come back, we will shift gears a little bit. Again, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, Town Name Tuesday. Stay tuned. A lot more sports call after this. (music) Thank you.
0: Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. This is former Auburn football player Danny Skutak and you are listening to the Abbey Award winning Sports Call Auburn.
1: Welcome back to Sports Call, I'm Tiger ninety five point nine. Ryan LaVoy, Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress. We're well, talking pickles Ball. and balls. Um, <laughs> I think that pickle balls. I'm just <laughs> saying. Um, I think that uh, I want to continue that conversation. Actually, I watched some pickleball on live TV. Uh, what was it, Sunday? Yeah, there, it was on national TV yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Have you ever watched pickleball on TV? Yeah. I have. Okay. Yeah. I can't. Say right, that now, I, I feel less good about the sport when I watch it on TV.
3: I, I'll say this: I have seen it on TV. It's not something I just sit and watch. I, the majority of what I see are things that like pop up on TikTok or Facebook, Facebook feed, or different shorts. That, and, and of course, you know the way that the uh, it, I don't. know. What do you call it? it's the thing? If you watch something, then it just something about it keeps popping up. Mm-hmm. The, there's a word for it, but. Uh, so I like watch? Algorithm. 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 Yes, the algorithm. Um so I I'll like watch I like watch one pickleball video and scan through two and then there's Congrats, another you pickleball. Have the next and month. now and now it's just flooded with pickleball. So uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of shorts on them. I've seen it on TV, but mostly like TikTok.
1: It's it's not as entertaining as I want it to be. Right. I have a lot of fun playing it and I would be interested to go back out on a tennis court because I never really played enough tennis to ever get it down. Pat, I've got pickleball down now. Um, like I, 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 I would beat Austin Scott one on one right now. I, I believe you know he's he's over there with twins, taking care of of the twins mm-hmm. and being a great husband and father. But if he went out there, I'd take him right now. He, he's going to be out of out of tune. Wow, um, strong so. And you know what's funny is I'm trash talking him, and I just had a lovely conversation last night about a, a local establishment yeah. that might be coming to the area. So, uh, but uh, I'm just I'm just playfully. I, JJ like to do this. I've got to do some. Got to make up for trash it. Trash I I'd, I'd beat JJ in submission uh, pickleball. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Um, but I, like I, I enjoy playing a lot, and I play a lot of singles with pickleball, and you start running around a lot in singles. You it can get going. Yeah. But I would be curious to see because I just feel like pickleball is just that it's just a condensed less skill require version of t- of tennis. Yeah. You know, and so when you actually see that on TV it's like wow. <laughs> you know, it's just like yeah. My I guess my only
3: thing with the pickleball and we've discussed like style of play before, you know. I'm sure. I'm that baseline. I like to hit but, I mean, it's just like <clears throat> so much of it, that like, rush to the net, and you're just like pounding the ball back and forth at each other without it even hit I mean, it's just it's volleying back and forth, and it's like, meh. Yeah, I want to sit there and rip them. I want to be on the baseline and make you run.
1: You, I mean, I, and I'm good to run. Uh, Austin is thankfully still listening, and he just gave the uh, the cam gif, just the, the little head nod, like, all right. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but uh, I can
3: get out there and play with y'all sometime because I, like I said I have not played pickleball in yeah since I was at Col- yeah I have not played pickleball since I was in college at Columbus State. You so really are
1: one of those people, and be I did it before it was cool. You I one hundred
3: percent. I I remember playing it in high school, which was in nineteen PE in ninety five, and then when I first got to Columbus State, it was part of the pe class or something that i took or a
1: class what a forward-thinking pe teacher i hope that person made it in life yeah because and i was really really
3: good because in fact in high school i beat the coach um i was beating everybody in pickleball and so the coach got tired of seeing me beat everybody and so he came and challenged me and i beat him
1: good that's how you do it yeah yeah, no, it's always so busy. We always go out to Opelika. Apparently, there's a tournament going on right. down there today. Because, it, again, it's a great facility. And unless it absolutely pours with, with wind, it's still, even though it's got the outdoor elements covered, so right. you're going to be good. Uh, so I don't mind making the, the drive out there. And it it's a good peace of mind because you get these pop-up storms this time of year. Sure. And you can – one minute, you're good. And then, as we know from having Thunder Chickens <laughs> canceled on us, all of a sudden, all it's like, time. hey – Remember, 30 minutes ago, when I only saw blue outside, well, now all I see is this gray cloud. It's great. First pitch is in 40 minutes. That's what happened to
2: me on um, on Sunday. That fir- that rain delay. I uh, I got in and literally in the top of the first inning, got a push on my uh, on my uh, phone that said special weather statement for Lee County. I was like, Are you kidding me? Blue <laughs> sky everywhere. And then I look on the radar, and there's, there's a cloud. There's, yep. a, there's a storm moving in from the, from and the east. And you know it's
1: a malicious cloud. Though. Yeah. The technology has informed you of that. Yep. Yeah. No, last year was not as bad. Uh, for those that are wondering, too, by the way, we are two weeks away from the return of the Thunder Chickens. It is happening again. We're going to try and win a game. We're going to try and win a game on the field, not, not via not the a, forfeit. Yeah. We're going to try to win a game. And it's happening in two weeks, or so June twentieth, when we started back up. Uh, the The account's been active in the last half hour too. It sure has. With a shout out to our friend Justin Ferguson. If you call it a shout out, I don't know. <laughs> um, so we're excited about that. Um, but we had one year where, I mean, is it eight games or? Uh, Six nights, twelve games, maybe yeah. for the regular season. I think something like and that. And I think we had about six rainouts. I mean, we were into it was like every other late week. August, trying it, to finish. Oh the yeah, season.
3: It, it seemed like it was every other week was a rainout. Yeah, including.
2: We, listen, we got to the point where there was actually like a, one, one. It was like a it was it was a rare rarity, but it was like a cool night. We like finished playing. It was like oh, this, there's yeah, a little crisp could, in the air. You could
1: tell me it was September when it finished. Yeah, though, I believe It was unbelievable. And of course, we're starting. In two weeks, so that's June 20th, with I think only six regular season weeks. So you do the math on that. That's supposed to end like first week of August, and we were playing I think into September, uh, which was crazy. But So we're starting that up in two weeks. We're excited about that. We're going to continue to give you all the updates, um, good or bad. Hopefully uh, it lines up. We're going to have our fearless leader of the Thunder Chickens, and former fearless leader of this show, J.J. on, at some point. It's going to happen. He
2: he continues to go out there and pitch, so he is fearless.
1: Right. <laughs> and we're, we'll, we'll probably have a full Thunder Chickens break. Now, I, I can't wait to have J.J. back on. It we, will happen at some point this summer. Uh, but he's obviously got a, a busy work schedule with what he does these days, too. But we are excited about that. That is two weeks away. And, again, all this came from pickleball. And just the fact that I do appreciate that facility in Opelika because – it doesn't matter if you get a pop-up storm you're gonna be all right uh, in general uh unlike sometimes with these fields and again man it doesn't take a lot 15 20 minutes of good good hard rain and you're sunk and, and that's the night and we got we got ready and psyched up for nothing so but that's two weeks away we're really excited about the thunder chickens coming back on june the 20th we are out of time for hour number two we still have a lot we could hit on, but in hour number three, Town Name Tuesday, two states at random, you would think there will be some towns that we can discern what state they're from just based off a of name, but we'll find out. Town Name Tuesday coming up after this timeout.
0: Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now let's get this hour of Sports Call started.
1: Third and final hour of Sports Call starting right now. Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app, or if you listen after the fact on the Sports Call podcast, presented by Coca-Cola, Ryan LaVoy, Brooks Childress, and Tom Peavy with you here on this Tuesday. We've been talking a lot of food uh, during the break. <laughs> getting uh, getting Tom, Brooks, and myself hungry. Um, yeah. Making dinner plans. Clearly Brooks less enthused about his dinner plans than now Tom and me. Although Tom and I do have sl- sort of a different dinner plans. but
3: Well, the one thing that we discovered is they have a wing stop in the United Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> and they here, <laughs> can't handle the heat. Yeah, apparently their original, which is original hot, has no spice to it. But I'm sitting here looking at the menu, and I'm like, I don't understand this. And I look, and I'm like, oh, they're giving me all their uh, options in the United Kingdom. Which, uh,
1: good for them, but sure. not really applicable for what you're trying to accomplish no. this evening. Also,
2: you know, just there's some good info. If you're planning a trip to England this summer, you can still get your, get your wing fix.
1: Not quite England, but actually much further. You know, our friend Justin Ferguson's in Denmark right now. Uh, I wonder so that, if he can get his wing fix there. I will have to ask him the next time we have him on the show, and he always enjoys to uh, banter about Thunder chickens too with us, and kind of uh, set. He, to his credit, he does set the expectations incredibly low, and we still usually don't meet them. But <laughs> but uh, that's a conversation for another day. As promised, here in the third and final hour of the show, it is a Tuesday. And this Tuesday is a Town Name Tuesday.
0: First, JJ talked a little too much about Asheville. Now Brooks proclaims his love for the 251. It's time to look at some of the other fun towns in the country. It's Town Name Tuesday. Town Name Tuesday this week. We're
1: excited about it. So here we go. We're going to reveal it. Unlike in previous weeks, it does not have a lot to do with anything. It really has nothing to do with anything. Um... We did like NCAA tournament uh, one di- one time when we did like Texas and we did uh, Iowa. We also did what we do last time, Bruce? We did Tennessee.
2: We did uh, we, we did uh, Missouri and Tennessee. Yeah, Missouri, no.
1: Tennessee, uh, and that was for the SEC. What yep. was going to be the SEC baseball pathway? Where right.
2: Auburn was definitely going to play. Right. The two.
1: Right. So Auburn's done. <laughs> so there's no correlation here. We're going to do two states here. Tom, you ready for this? I am always ready for some Town Named Tuesday. Nebraska and New Mexico. Two random states. You'd think they're very different. We've never done them before. We'll go back at some point to some regional states. and Again, we had Tennessee last time. But we've already done most of the states around here. So I wanted to mix it up. See if we could find a way to... Do this in some sort of logical way, which we never are able to do. There's no uh, logic to this there's, show. There's never logic. <laughs> um, so here we go, Nebraska, New Mexico. Brooks has once again, he's kind of like cornered off. Make sure yeah. Tom can't see it. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a bunch of them that if we have time to run through. We can, yeah. if not, perfectly fine. Brooks, we'll just take our time. We'll yeah,
2: walk through the, the the weird, weird, wacky towns of America.
1: So again, I want to again. Up front, thank you for doing all this research. This is a decent amount of research, and I uh, appreciate you, so and, let's get it
2: going. And I'll tell you what, I, I, Ryan, I, as the show, show host... I continue to not want to tell you how little research I actually do into this. Okay, um, well. So that you don't say, we, well, let's do them more.
1: Just let me think that you do a lot. I do yeah. so much. It's yes. just so much research. It's very cumbersome. It took all day. It took, uh, I mean, really all week. Right. I mean, yeah.
2: yeah. You, well, you told you, me You were yes- doing
1: that at planes and Yeah, Park you actually day.
2: told me yesterday which, which two we were going to do, and I, I did them during the game yesterday. Yeah. Um, all right, here we go. All right, so we'll start things off with uh, Messiah. Messia. Messia. How do you spell that? M E S I L L A. Messia.
1: Okay, that's got to be New
3: Mexico. That's got to be New New Mexico because that's a very Spanish name with the L A. Right. You know what A
1: A is, right? Yeah. A A. A -A. That's how
2: you you yell at someone. A A. A -A. The two L's. If it's
1: Nebraska, this is going to start a horrendous precedent that, again, no logic whatsoever is useful. So please tell me, Brooks. That it is New Mexico. Okay. I'm saying New Mexico.
2: Mesilla. Mm, uh, Mesilla. Is in New Mexico. Thank
1: you. All right. Good it's grief.
2: Spanish meaning is small table. <laughs> small or, table or okay. side table. Essentially, I, you could say, Welcome to Small Table, New Mexico. If you were. Small s- table. Yep. So, Mesilla.
3: So, M E S I L L A. Yep. Uh, also known as La Masilla or Old Masilla.
1: I've always got to ask um, populations that sort of thing. I know they're not always available. Two
3: thousand one hundred ninety-six is the twenty ten. Fit on
1: one whole table? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, let's see if we got a updated
3: census. Uh, area code five seven five. Great. Uh, like that's like a the. Good, l- uh,
2: what is the thing where you can go forwards and backwards, mm-hmm. and it's the same
1: one? Uh,
3: Twenty Twenty Census 1797
1: Say that one more time. One Thousand Seven Hundred Ninety Seven. Oh, uh, going down. Yeah. Lost like four hundred people, which is a large percentage. It is. Uh, <laughs> it I'm is.
3: Sure. It is part of the the Las Cruces area. So that's the University of New Mexico, or is that no, New, it's Mexico
1: S- State. New Mexico State? I think New Mexico is in Albuquerque. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Las Mexico State Las Cruces.
3: So yeah, it's part of the. Las Cruces Metropolitan Big pipeline for,
1: for NMSU. Yep. Big pipeline.
3: During the Civil War, Mesilla briefly served as the capital of the Confederate Territory of Arizona.
1: Hey. Oh. Wow. I would, yeah, did not yep. know that. I
3: don't have any famous people from Mesilla, though. Okay.
1: Because no one's hitting it big at New Mexico State yep. State yet. They will. They sure. will.
2: Not their basketball program, though.
3: Yeah. Now, you'll really throw uh, us off yeah. if you actually found a Mexican Spanish
2: naming, naming Nebraska in town. Nebraska.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: if he did Or that if I found a, a, a town in New Mexico like named Cornville. Corn,
3: yeah. Corn Husker. Huskerville. Yeah. Right. Huskerville, uh, New Mexico.
2: <laughs> Ready for the next one? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's do it. We're going to go to Gallup. 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 G A L L U P. Gallup.
3: Man, that could be one. any. Of them. I'm, yeah. d- I'm just going to say Nebraska and I. I don't know why. You gallop on the plains. But you mean there's a plenty of horses that galloped around New Mexico, and even though it's a different spelling.
1: I don't. Yeah. You did say
3: G A L L U P. Yep. U P. I'm go, I'm going Nebraska, so now I'm going to type in and.
1: Okay, he's going to Nebraska. Do my start research. The research. Yeah. Yeah. Tom goes first so he can get on the research train. He does not look this stuff up prior, so no, I make sure I, I watch him. Yeah. Oh man I, I'm gonna You know what New Mexico I'm just gonna be A contrarian I don't know New Mexico
2: Gallup A small Small uh, Small town Fitting name Because there was A lot of famous Westerns that were Filmed in it
1: Gallup is in New Mexico
3: Whoa Alright Population 21,899 In 2020 census
1: I don't Just and when I Envisioned the word I just felt More New Mexico I don't know what uh, was the census? I'm sorry. Uh, uh twenty,
3: twenty,
1: twenty-one thousand eight ninety-nine. Oh, that ain't small. Well, compared to what we usually do.
3: Uh, residents of the Navajo, Hopi, and Zuni tribes. Okay.
1: Oh. So, so I'm. Just, did they name it at one point then, or?
3: I don't know that word. Uh, it just says a substantial percentage of its population is Native American. were residents from Navajo, Hopi, and Zuni tribes from right. McKinley County, New Mexico founded in eighteen eighty one as a railhead for the Atlantic and Pacific Railroad named after David Gallup, a paymaster for the railroad.
1: All right, that made a lot of sense then. Oh. It really could have been either state though. It could have been any state. It could it's have just, been. just a name. Let's see if we got any famous people. I mean if you got a population of twenty plus thousand might. I think there's a, a shot Ooh. at it. Gallup. Oh got quite
3: a few notable people. Uh Anthonette Kiddo, kidnapped victim, the missing child.
5: <laughs> what, what? What? I don't
3: no. Okay. Uh Glenn Emmons, former Gallup banker, the commissioner of the BIA, Mike.
1: Yeah, real famous. Mike Mike
3: Everett, former Major League Baseball umpire. Cool. Okay. That's uh, that's something
1: in the sports I, world. That's strike through.
3: Leland McSpadden, race driver.
1: Don't know him though. No.
3: Um Carolyn Shoemaker, astronomer and co discoverer of the comet Shoemaker Levy Nine. Cool. Yeah.
1: Well, not a lot of
3: not a lot of uh. There's a well lot of people
1: needs to be defined, but
3: uh the thing uh, is Sean Gallegos, former NFL quarterback for the Oakland Raiders, from Gallup. Okay, never heard of him. <laughs> nah, all
1: right. Uh, it's a, it's a list, though. It's, it's, a list. it's they got it's they got quite, quite a few people,
2: but I just said, yeah. All right, moving all right, on. Moving on, we're gonna get head uh head over to from Gallup. We're gonna gallop on over to uh next town called Beaver Crossing.
1: Beaver Crossing. Beaver Crossing. Beaver that better Crossing. be in Nebraska. I gotta go to Nebraska
2: on the Beaver Crossing. Beaver Crossing.
1: Now, if you had had Nebraska versus another state, see, this is one of those where Beaver Crossing could be a lot of states. Um, could be. Because beavers can run rampant. But they do. Uh, There's like, a beaver that lives what?
2: down the street from my parents' house.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I bet they're not happy to good old, do
2: that. Good old Mill Creek, some beavers in it.
1: Okay, all right. So we're both going Nebraska. Here. Nebraska
2: Beaver Crossing is a village in Seward County, Nebraska. Seward was uh, founded in 1875 in anticipation of the building of a railroad, which would not come until eight, or in 1875. Uh huh. Founded then, anticipation of a building railroad that did not arrive till 1887. So Whoops. ten or twelve years later. It was named for the nearby crossing of the Overland Trail over Beaver Creek.
1: All right. Beaver Crossing. Makes sense. Now, 12 years in the 1800s without a railroad. That was a troublesome 12 years for the folks that moved out there. Mm uh sprawling uh
3: population of three seventy five oh in twenty twenty. Hanging in there. Uh May eleventh, twenty fourteen, a powerful E F three tornado struck Beaver Crossing, damaging virtually every structure. The tornado also caused damage in nearby Cordova despite the significant damage there were no fatalities. What year was that you said? Twenty fourteen. Oh that was recent. Yeah. Yeah. We had uh that's
1: and I mean you just said oh, virtually every structure in town. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's when awful. you only have 375 people, know, there's not many I, structures. I, again, that puts it in perspective. <laughs> All lined up. All oh, right there.
3: God. Uh, Benjamin Hunkins, pioneer and Wisconsin territorial and state legislator lived in Beaver Crossing, and Jim Opperman, race car driver lived in Beaver Crossing in the mid-1960s.
1: Okay. Sure. Man, Beaver Crossing, Nebraska, Seward County. All right, so we've got two New Mexicos, one Nebraska so far on this town named Tuesday. Ready to move on? Yes, we are. Water flow. Oh, I could have asked. What was it? Water flow. Water flow. Water flow. It's one word, too. Water flow. W T A
2: E R F L O W. Water flow.
3: I'm going to go New Mexico just because it seems like they would have a lot of problems with flowing water in New Mexico or lack thereof.
1: Yeah, but what would would, the Nebraskan mm, people be happy about water wise? I don't
3: know. It's just very flat. I don't know that they're. So really are we wanting the we water to f-
1: flow, and that's why we named it, or are we saying the water is flowing, and therefore we named it that I've got the beavers. Well, I, I'm just thinking water
3: flow, and I'm thinking desert for some reason.
1: Yes, yeah, synonymous with with water, the desert.
3: Well, but if you find a water flow, then you can actually live live in the desert.
1: I don't know, man. I, I'm still... By the way, I've got squirt. <laughs> yeah. The bottle of soda. Again, yes. what does it taste like?
3: It's grapefruit soda. I got it from Bucky's. It's actually really good.
1: What? what is there a soda what that it resembles It's completely
3: you? off of base here. I know. Okay. I have no
1: idea. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, I'll clear go Nebraska. My, clear my throat. So we Nebraska. Going New Nebraska? I'm going Mexico. New Mexico.
2: Waterflow is named for the nearby... San Juan River, oh. which if you, you, yeah. you know, geography, there's not a lot of places named San Juan in, yeah, in yeah. Nebraska, so this is, this is in New Mexico, <sighs> it's a tributary of the Colorado River. Tributary of the Colorado River, okay. Water flow.
3: Okay. I, I'm not going to say what it's immediately west of, because last time I did that, it was a town name, on our town name Tuesday, so uh, I hope it's not on there, because then I will know the answer. Mm. Um population 2010 was 1670 area code 505
1: 1600 strong in 2010 again it's always going to concern me with small towns so they
3: don't have a more recent census I don't see any <laughs> I don't see any famous people there
1: all right well good luck lo- yeah. hey usually I try logic and it, it hits it back me backfired on the you center. there so, so. No, I mean, I. you were the one that used logic this time. I'm saying yeah. usually when I try and use logic, then it hits me in the face. So I'm glad it did not hit you back yeah. in the face. Good uh, job.
3: Yeah, water flow lies between two coal-fired power plants and southwest of a large coal mine. So,
2: mm. yeah. West
3: Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Sounds that way. Yeah. All right. All what right. Water get? flow is high desert okay. valley with the highest point being geological hogback. called hogback. The San Juan River and the Shumway Arroyo are important water resources in the area. Okay. All right. There you go. All right. All moving right.
2: on. Let's uh, let's, let's flow down the river a little bit. We'll head over to uh, to Cairo.
1: Cairo. Cairo. Not Egypt. K y r o. Nope. nope.
3: C
2: a i
3: r o. Mm. Cairo. I'm gonna go to Nebraska. Just you know, I mean, I don't know. There's a, there's a, well, there's a Cairo, Georgia. They pronounce Cairo. Cairo. That's where the Cairo corn syrup comes from. Cairo, Georgia. Their high school is called the Syrup Makers. Mm, look at that. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. But this is Cairo. I'm saying Nebraska. Cairo. Cairo. Nebraska.
1: Yeah, I'll go Although, to
3: Nebraska.
2: I'm going to say too. Egypt is a desert country, you know. Yeah,
3: yeah. But, but neither. But Georgia is not, and they have a Cairo. That's true. Cairo.
2: Cairo is a village in Hall County. Nebraska. Hey. There we Cairo was established in eighteen eighty six when the Grand Island and Wyoming Central Railroad was extended to the point. It was named after Cairo, the capital of Egypt, and many of the town's street names reinforce the Egyptian theme.
1: Wow. So a town in, in Nebraska. Nebraska going all in on Egypt. And uh their their the <laughs> welcome
2: sign is a pyramid. Yep. And they've got a camel, <laughs> next, uh, a to camel it. next to it.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Leaning into it, okay. Yeah. Don't have many towns. Uh, what link to country yeah again egypt never was that, that is free. pretty
3: that is pretty funny that they have a it's like a little metal pyramid that says welcome to cairo or cairo and there's a big bronze camel standing next to it good <laughs> uh, population of 2020 of 822
1: yeah not many people uh, feeling the egyptian vibe though
3: no uh, no notable people that i'm seeing from
1: cairo nebraska so under a thousand people there, yep. um, mm. not probably not enough to really build uh, the pyramids. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, so, uh, um, well, I just it should be really small.
3: Yeah, well, it'd be a small pyramid. Stack some corn up into a pyramid oh. since it is corn Nebraska. crib.
1: We've done five, correct? Yes. All right. So we're going to take a timeout and we'll come back and do approximately five more. We're playing town name Tuesday, Tuesday, Nebraska. Versus New Mexico here on this Tuesday edition of Sports Call. We'll be right back.
0: easy it is to listen to our show all you have to do with your amazon smart device is say alexa play sports call auburn this is philip lolly former auburn tigers football assistant coach for the 2010 national championship team and you are listening to sports call
1: The Sports Call Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy, Tom PV, Brooks Childress with you here this afternoon. We're in the final hour of our show and uh, it's a town named Tuesday so we're doing things that are very not sports related uh, (laughs) at the moment after we had a couple good hours there talking some live golf, some Auburn football recruiting. If you missed any of that go back and check it out on the Sports Call podcast presented by Coca-Cola but as a reminder here's what we're doing right now.
0: First JJ talked a little too much about Asheville. Now Brooks proclaims his love for the 251. It's time to look at some of the other fun towns in the country. It's Town Name Tuesday.
1: Town Name Tuesday continuing on right now. We've gone through five. We're going through the state of Nebraska and the state of New Mexico. Just mixing it up with mm. some states that we've never done before No, yeah, so
3: We've even been to Cairo. Cairo.
1: Yeah, all the way to Egypt. All the way
3: to Cairo. Nebraska.
2: Yeah. And you know... You know, you mentioned we don't, you know, we're not, we're doing anything that's not sports related. It's something that I've noticed in Town Name Tuesday, there's not a lot of like weird town names that have to do with sports. Like there's not like a Basketball Iowa or like, yeah. a, like a Hockey Stick.
1: Well, you know, a lot of these were conceived really? like in the 1800s yeah. and some of the sports just didn't really exist. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe baseball did, but yeah. Football in the 1800s. If not. you
3: notice, a bunch of these, like the history, centers around a railroad or something.
1: Yeah. So True. Li- uh, someone's livelihood, yeah. or or Beavers. you know, the the more boring Beavers. stuff, <laughs> the more boring stuff is uh, just people. You know, just someone that founded the town or was the postmaster mm. or. You know,
2: my favorite one that I like, think we've ever done was What's Bunky. That? Bunky, what? Bunky the monkey. Hmm. <laughs>
1: Oh man! All right, so we've done five so far. We're gonna do at least five more here, and if we have time, we'll do a couple more. So, all right, let's get back to it.
2: Well, let's. Uh, we we just visited. Where did we just visit? Cairo. Cairo, Nebraska. Cairo, Nebraska. Well, let's take a trip back to, eh, back to the seaside crab orchard. Crowd orchard. Crab. Crab, crab. orchard. Crab orchard. Wow. Two words. C R A B, space, O R C H. Ar and there's
3: not any places around Nebraska or New Mexico that you would think that you would find crabs.
1: That's right. Crab. I'm gonna go New Mexico or really orchards either. My reasoning you know, is Nebraska's very, pretty flat. My reasoning is very uh, very intense. It's that uh, that's my guess. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna guess. I I don't. Yeah. I mean, again, the water elements to it usually are needed. Um, Do you get an import of crab into New Mexico? I don't know. Just. Spitballing, maybe the wrong spitballs. Mm.
3: I'm going to go to Nebraska. And I really don't. I Same reason of you is. It's That's my reason. You. Yep. I'm Crab saying Smith. Crab Orchard, Nebraska. Crab,
1: like, say it out loud Crab Orchard, Nebraska. Crab Orchard. Crab New Orchard. Orchard, New Mexico. I don't know. That one of really them
2: sounds me. good to me because I can read it.
1: Well, okay. Well, which one would that be?
2: Crab Orchard is a village in Johnson County, Nebraska. <laughs> ah. Crab Orchard was founded in 1883 when the, the Central Burlington and Quincy Railroad, the not Central, Chicago Rail Burlington Roots, and Quincy yeah. Railroad, was extended to the point. It was given the name from a grove of crab apple trees near ah, the town site.
3: Crab apple trees, uh, okay. not crabs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, oh, that's where we went, oh, went lettuce straight Yeah. You just you think one thing and you're just so offbeat. Yep. What, what what goes through your mind, Brooks? When we're just not not even thinking the right substance or animal or anything. I mean, just like wow, these these goobers. They're they're in the world. Of pain. I mean,
2: I'm I'm actually understanding because well, yeah. it's like crab. You you don't, you don't you really never, think about crab
1: apple. Well, you've never really been on the other side of this. One day, Brooks, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna create it our own.
3: Uh, okay. Population in 2020 was 47. Wow notable 47. people seven Roy Barcroft 1902 to 1969 an actor was born in Crab Orchard and Paul Swan 1883 to 1972 a dancer artist and camp icon grew up in crab orchard camp icon camp icon I, I don't know
2: that's what that's the role I wish I had when I was a kid was camp icon <coughs> you know? summer camp when you come the camp icon yes, sir. We'll talk to you Paul Swan and
3: American painter, sculptor, dancer, poet, and actor once billed as the most beautiful man in the world.
1: Yeah. Wow. Who was the most beautiful man in the world? Who lied? Paul Spencer Swan. He was a camp icon. A what? Yeah. Like, like. Camp Going to Um, summer camp.
2: That's what I said. I said, that's what I wanted to be growing up was the camp icon.
1: (laughs) Go for it.
3: Or can not? I don't, can I don't, you can you go for it? I mean, I, no, no, no! I absolutely can. Okay. I just I don't know the meaning of the word here. If it means happy, Swan has come to be looked on as a quote gay camp icon. Does oh, that I, mean? I he, don't
2: think that means happy.
3: Yeah, I don't know. It is June. Is it so? so. Part, gay camp, gay camp, part of
2: like gay camp, can't, like, like like
3: like you know, like
2: can't. a a movie becomes like an a, a, a like. I don't know a camp
1: icon, like. like. I, bro, I don't know. This is great though. the the, the mass confusion Mass confusion is what we need for this segment. If we were all just like, "Oh yeah, you know, that's probably makes sense." Yeah. And, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> this we, it would be good radio. But being viciously orchard? confused, that's what we prefer. We're in Crab Orchard.
3: As fashions changed and Swan aged, his weekly dance performances came to be seen as campy. <laughs> Andy Warhol included Swan's Dance in Camp, a nineteen sixty-five underground film about the camp style.
5: Wow. Yeah.
3: Who would have known? He is buried in his family's plot in Crab Orchard. Hey. I'll be. The most beautiful man in the world is buried in Crab Orchard. Okay.
2: Alleged well, I'm here, so.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah Oh boy. All right. Alright, you ready All for the right. next one? Moving on.
2: Yep. All right. This is appropriate. Next time we're going to is truth or consequences. Truth or Consequences? Yeah, that's a town name. I'm pretty sure. I'm actually
3: pretty sure that's New Mexico. I think I've seen that on a map.
2: T-R-U-T-H space O-R space C-O-N-S-E-Q-U-E-N-C-E-S. So it's the phrase. It's just the phrase. I'm pretty sure.
3: Man, I swear it's New Mexico because it's like an old west town.
1: I mean, I'm going with Tom. I mean, he seems semi-confident, which is much better than we're normally at and lat, you know I'm not going to talk him off the rope because everyone talked him out of the wrong type of root beer last oh, week oh man
2: I know and, uh, so I'm me.
1: listening to Tom I'm gonna, not going to try and do anything different let's go to New Mexico
2: alright truth or consequences
1: you want to get mad did we get it right do you want to get do you
2: want to get mad the town of Hot Springs located in New Mexico this uh-huh. is New Mexico yeah altered its name as an advertising stunt when oh. the host of a popular radio show, Truth or Consequences, wished that a town would change its name in honor of the show, and they did. Hot it. Springs, New Mexico said, "Sure."
1: Wow. So, it, so it's
2: technically not a town, but it's a, it's a town. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it is New Mexico. Good job, Tom. I just, no. Hot, I just it's Hot Springs, New, New Mexico. Hot Springs, they, New
2: Mexico. Mm. But it's Truth or Consequences. How many
3: people
1: there, and how many are angry at this? <laughs>
3: Uh, population of 2020 census 6
1: thousand fifty two Unclear so, how many are mad yeah uh, so no. like okay if I and I do an exercise I'm gonna do an exercise right now if I put this into the uh, the maps is it actually gonna know what I'm talking about I'm I want to do this I I've, I've seen it on a map I swear I have or cons yeah. It goes right in there. Yeah. Po- it says population 5,753, So wow. we're bleeding people.
2: Now is that truth or?
1: You know, I should have been doing this in the map. This gives me elevation, area, but twenty eight square miles. No. This is great. What? Right. If- now let me put in Hot Springs, New Mexico, and see if it'll it'll give me the same thing. Hot Springs, New Mexico. Uh, it no, no, it's it really doesn't. It gives you, like, places that have hot springs in the name. Mm. Wow. Truth or consequences. It's I, a thing.
3: I have all their climate, climate data, data. Gosh, I don't
1: Rain talk. A, yeah. um, Easy for you to say. Yeah.
3: The city serves as the main setting of the outbreak event in Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege video game. It returns again as a region in the spinoff game, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, it was the setting for the Doctor Who episode, The Zygon Invasion, and Truth of Consequences, New Mexico is a 1997 American neo noir film.
2: Thought you were gonna say something else that started with "neo" and I was mm, gonna be
3: scared. No. <laughs> neo noir.
2: Neo noir.
1: Um. Okay. Yeah. That. Well, I, I. That felt like the title of a of something. Um. But then you. But the real. The reason is named that is because. Of a, of a talk A radio
2: show, yeah. So, uh, you know what?
1: Someone call this. yourself Sports Call. We
2: challenge this. 1950, you. Somebody get them to change a town name to Sports Call.
1: Yeah. They, you get, yeah, you throw the Auburn out. Just Sports Call. Or we I could just you. get
2: the town, it, this town's name changed, uh, and just
1: say Sports Call Auburn, Alabama. Why not? Uh, we'll We'll start working on it. And it, well, it takes you, the people You, the people, yeah. who can make change Sign the petition
2: <laughs> change Alright, com.
1: All right, Alright,
2: moving on You know what we all need?
5: Uh,
3: in life Chicken wings? No, well, yes um, But yeah. yeah, But you
2: know what we all need in life? Chicken wing Nebraska Love? <laughs> Kinda Uh-huh But a friend uh, Friend? And that's where we're going a friend. friend Friend, friend F-R-I-E-N-D Friend That sounds
3: like a very Nebraska thing yeah, hello, well, good. friend. Hello, friend. Welcome, Welcome to our no- gymnastics. Is Welcome from. to Nebraska. Have some corn. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> we've got it great. We've got three different we types of corn to serve corn. To you. Uh, yeah, I'll go Nebraska too.
2: Friend, this is a city in Saline County, Nebraska.
1: Man, I'm on a roll. With yeah, this. I'm just following Tom. That's the, I got uh, one right that he didn't, and he got one right that I didn't, and I'm just we're even, so I'm just listening to him.
2: The city is named for Charles E. Friend who homesteaded the land and initially named the community Friendville. (laughs) He operated a dry goods store and post office. In 1873, the Burlington and Missouri River Railroad named its new train station there Friend.
1: That's good. Now, that is still falling under the criteria of after a person, but he's got a good name. Yeah. Check this out.
2: I was hoping you were going to read this part. The Friend Police
3: Department, which was initially housed in a tool shed during construction of U.S. Route 6, was reported to be the smallest police station in the world, according to Ripley's Believe It or Not. In the 1960s, the shed doubled in size, so the Nebraska State Patrol could also be stationed there to issue traffic citations and make arrests. Friend still claims to have the smallest combined police station. It was torn down in 2015 and replaced with a neon Friend sign, but... Their police department used to be in toolshed. You can yeah, boys have been. But
1: it never said how small it actually was. Just a tool shed. Yeah, just a shed. Very uh, small. Population,
3: uh, twenty twenty of nine fifty four. Okay. Area code four zero two.
1: You got nine hundred and fifty four
3: friends there. Oh, got some got some notable people here. Ah, here, a little. got some friends. Uh, Elvin C. Drake, head track and field coach of the 1956 NCAA champion UCLA Bruins Oh yeah, I like that scene a lot <laughs> yeah. John it's L. Luce, American historian born and friend in 1918 Anna, Louie, Anna Louise uh, strong journalist and left-wing activist Thad Weber, professional baseball player Detroit Tigers, San Diego Padres, Toronto Blue Jays and John William Miller aviation engineer all
1: from friend Nebraska Very nice Alright we got a few friends there. All Thank right. You. Moving on? Yep. Time for one, maybe two more. One, maybe
2: two more. All right. Well, then let's uh, let's get weird. Okay. Let's funk it up. It's funk. 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 F-U-N-K.
1: Funk. That feels like in Nebraska, but I, again, like to let Tom do his thing. Tom, you think Nebraska? Funk? Funk. Funk. <laughs> ah, we'll go to Nebraska. I just, yeah.
2: Yeah, funky Nebraska. I, I don't.
1: You, what well, you're looking at me. I don't know. I'm just waiting for you to answer. Yeah, I. Because I can't come up with a reason why it would be New Mexico. Funky things happen there. You know, Area 41 going over that way. Not, not I'm, quite over there, but area.
2: I mean, Area 51's in New, or New area, Mexico. Or area? Did I say
1: 41? Yeah. 50, area 51. Yeah, I
2: got 10 more areas up to get to the <laughs> right.
1: aliens. I think there's an Area 41 pizza or something in in Birmingham. Area
2: 41 is just like, I don't know, the Ark of the Covenant or something. Completely
1: irrelevant. Completely irrelevant. Uh, Area 51, (laughs) that way. I don't know. I'm still going Nebraska. I can't talk myself out of it.
2: Funk is a village in Phelps County, Nebraska.
1: Reading the county name is giving you a nice preview. It just doesn't feel like there's a Phelps Phelps County in Mexico.
2: Funk was founded in 1887 on the railroad. It was named for Philip C. Funk. An early settler, Funk was an in incorporated village in 1913. Okay. So Funk, Nebraska. Mm-hmm.
3: According to the United States Census Bureau, the village has a total area of 0.26 square miles.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's like uh, a couple buildings, yeah, maybe.
3: Uh, population uh, 2020 was 175.
1: Wait, how do you? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not gonna be stupid. And we
3: actually do have a notable person here. Wow. John Robert Brown, one of the Fifth Circuit Four pivotal in the 1960s black civil rights movement, was born in Funk. Okay. All right.
1: Heck yeah.
3: Famous Not, Funk, Nebraska.
1: So that's the smallest town of the day, though. 170? Oh, something? we had one that was 46. Did we? Yeah. Crab
2: Apple. Crab Apple. Oh, oh, that crab was, crab was only
1: 46. 46. Crab yeah. Orchard. So, crab Orchard. Oh, yeah. uh, I was answering a phone call. I, that's what happened. Yeah. Forty-six Take you inside baseball. Yeah. Uh, that's why I, I would have I would have said things about forty-six people. That's again, yeah, that's like ten families tops. But if yeah. your if your relatives are all there, it could be down to five families really quick. But Not their much. police
3: station was never in a tool shed.
1: Yeah, true. At least, yeah. they, at least they, had <laughs> <going>. <laughs> they have that. They uh, have that. Let's do one more quick one. One quick. more. We got, well, we got one more. One. This this one could be easy, but
2: we're going with Elephant Butte. Oh, that's
3: New Nebraska. no, not Nebraska. That's New Mexico. Elephant I was gonna say I thought it was New Mexico. Elephant <laughs> B-,
2: B U T T E. B U T T E. Sorry.
1: I mean
3: buttes, you gotta think buttes are in desert areas, so Yeah. I gotta go New Mexico. Elephant and Butte. And the fact that Brooks
1: precursed that Yeah. helped us out a little bit.
2: Elephant Butte is a city in Sierra County, New Mexico. Nice. Elephant Butte is named for Elephant Butte. A butte <laughs> nearby, <laughs> thought to resemble an elephant.
1: No. wow shocker
3: you know not a butt but a butte not yep. a butt, <laughs> but a butte.
2: <laughs>
3: not an elephant butt an elephant butte
2: she's a butte Clark uh
3: population of 2020 1447 area code of 575 notable people from Butte Crystal Diamond a member of the New Mexico Senate since 2021. And David Parker Ray, kidnapper, torturer, <laughs>
1: rapist, whoa, and suspected
3: what? serial killer. Whoa. Suspected?
1: Yeah. Well, they got oh. him for the other things, apparently, but guess so. what time period was he? Not to do too deep of a dive. Uh, but. David Parker Ray,
3: born November 6, 1939, died May 28th of 2002, also oh. known as known as the toy box killer.
0: Whoa. <gasps> what?
3: Was an American kidnapper, torturer, serial rapist, and suspected serial killer. Oh my gosh. Though no bodies were found, Ray was accused by his accomplices of killing several women, and was suspected by the police to have murdered as many as sixty people what? from Arizona and New Mexico while living in Elephant Butte, New
2: Mexico. Yeah, that's right, kids. There's a toy box killer. So, approximately seven
3: miles north of Truth or Consequences. Hey, <laughs> no
1: way bringing it around. <laughs> well, they never really found the truth, nor gave him the consequences for that. Well, Ray
3: was convicted of kidnapping and torture in 2001, for which he received a lengthy sentence, but he was never convicted of murder. He died of a heart attack about one year after his convictions in two but cases, so th- the second of which resulted in a plea deal.
1: But so they didn't catch him to 01. He's like, uh, yeah. What th- I can do math. You said 1937.
3: He was born in, he born in 1939. He 1939. died in 2002. So he's 70. He was convicted in no, 01.
1: He's 62 at that time. Yeah. Right? Thirty. Yeah, 39, 40, uh 61 in 2000. Yeah, he was 62 at that time. Uh, it's a,
3: <clears throat> Suspected span of crimes from 1957 to
1: 1999. He was apprehended in 1999. Finally. Good grief. the I could go in a whole nope. spiel about how much easier it was to get away with stuff like Ray that. Ray worked then. as a wow.
3: maintenance man for the New Mexico Parks Department and Truth or Consequences New Mexico for the entirety of his adulthood until his arrest. The resort town located approximately five miles north of Elephant Butte, New Mexico, contained several local bars, which Ray frequented for victims.
1: Mm. Good grief. Wow, that got dark at the end I of mean, Town named Tuesday. Truth
3: or Consequences. Yeah, dun, dun, you dun, just dun. never know. An elephant, that will do but, it.
1: That will do it from uh, Town Name Tuesday. Brooks, again, thank you for all that. Absolutely. We're going to come back and wrap up the show right after this.
0: Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m.
3: If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, Roll up the windows and turn up the radio.
0: We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Now, back to the multi time Abbey Award winning Sports Call.
1: Welcome back to Sports Call. Tiger 95.9, Ryan LaVoy, Brooks Childress, and Tom Peavy. About to wrap things up on this Tuesday edition of Sports Call. Just had another round of Town Name Tuesday. If you missed that, go back and check it out on the Sports Call podcast presented by Coca-Cola. We did New Mexico and Nebraska, and we learned about a serial rapist and potential serial killer. The the Toy Box Killer. The Toy Box. So they gave him a killer name even though they're not sure he killed people. Yeah, that's right sounds like they're kind of confident he killed people just (laughs) just I'm just saying Uh, (laughs) seems like he checks that box Um, so that that was you never know you just never know on Town Name Tuesday that's also just the origin stories of some of these towns even though that that didn't have anything to do with the origin story but he was set up shop in uh, Elephant Butte
2: Elephant Butte which was
1: near Truth and Consequences which is the name of a place which we both have yep and so that um, that was fun. We will not have a wacky Wednesday tomorrow. Uh, we will have another wacky Wednesday next Wednesday. And again, we're going to be doing kind of alternating back and forth between Town Name Tuesday and Wacky Wednesday a good bit uh, over the summertime. Uh, I believe it is next Wednesday, maybe Thursday, when the SEC schedule comes out, and uh, that could get wacky. It's, uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. So that could be a different kind of wacky Wednesday, but it won't come out till. Uh, after we get done with our show. But, uh, again, appreciate you, Brooks, for for doing all that hard research and uh, certainly enjoyed that. All right, just a couple minutes
0: left in the show. Time for a nightly TV guide to get out of here. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide.
1: Sports Calls Nightly TV Guide, presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Brooks, what do we got? Well, folks, we're, we're
2: starting to enter that summer phase where there's not a lot of uh, sports on tonight, so here's a, a lot of movies for you. Here's
1: the movie, uh, Here's the
2: movie guide. Starting at 7 o'clock tonight on TNT, it's the Avengers Age of Ultron, part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: Uh, was that your least favorite Avengers?
2: No, I actually liked uh, it.
1: Okay. I I liked, well, I, I liked them all. I think you liked them all, too. But... I liked it, um
2: yeah it was it was pretty good so, I, won't, I wouldn't say it's the least favorite but uh, yeah. i like the villain i know a lot of people didn't like the ultron the villain but i i liked him okay i liked it I, I, uh, what's his name um what was the actor's name was, i don't remember yeah uh, we'll, we'll figure it out oh well seven o'clock fx night it's avatar great like, movie. You haven't seen The Way of Water yet, have you? I have you? not seen The Way of Water. It's coming right. to Disney Plus, though, soon, I think. All right. So I'll, I will watch it at good. some point. But Avatar, the first one, FX, 7 o'clock tonight. Then on Disney Channel, 7 o'clock, your, uh, your kids pick for the evening, your family pick, Ratatouille. So a good Pixar movie. I enjoy that every time it comes on. Feel I like, feel like I'm Ratatouille when I'm cooking in the kitchen.
3: Nice. Okay. I'll, I'll give you... Okay. Then at 8 o'clock. I always think I'm
1: Ratatouille as well. Oh, <laughs> <good>. <laughs>
2: And then eight o'clock tonight on Freeform, it's Grown Ups Two, the se-
1: sequel. I think I'm a grown up sometimes.
2: The sequel to Adam Sandler's when "I'm Gonna I... Get All My Best Friends Together and Make a Movie." when I when
3: I'm cooking in the kitchen like Ratatouille, I feel like an adult.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> your <laughs> your sports pick for the evening, six o'clock, coming up here in just a few minutes. The New York Mets take on the Atlanta Braves. It's on TBS, but I'm sure a lot of people around here are going to watch it on Valley Sports South.
1: Hopefully they get that game in. I it was pouring an hour ago at yeah. Park, So I have no welcome, idea. If, welcome to summer. Yeah. I mean that's the good news is it won't rain all night, but at the same time I don't know. Might be a delay. That's the nightly TV guide, right? Yep, that is it. Brought to you by White Claw Hearts Thank you very much for that, Brooks, You're and welcome. that will do it for the show today, Brooks. Again, thank you for being here today. Yes, and, sir. Uh, all your research. We'll see you again later this week. See you then, Tom. Get you some wings, man. I'm about to go do that. I'm Please hungry. enjoy them. Tell me, give me full review tomorrow. I will do it. Uh, and uh, thank you for being here again today. That will uh, do it for the show. Again, as always, we appreciate all those that tuned in and called in for Brooks Childress and Tom Peavy. My name is Ryan LaVoy. Have a great Tuesday night, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.